The year is 2020. No, it's, it's got to be darker than that. The year is 20. Come on, are you a wrestler? Let's try this. Elmo, the year is 2021. All right, that's just being silly. You know what? I've got one question for you guys. Do you films and we list them as well too welcome to the joe blow horror show at the nightclub our top 15 horror films of 2021 coming at you i am surrounded by some of the best people in the world some talent we have with us as always t bizzle what's up buddy I'm, I'm pumped already because this has been the only fucking thing I've been looking forward to for a while. Honestly, happy to be done trying to watch 2021s. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> fuck, uh, it's not just me who's here. We also have my co-host on the nightclub. It's Rickles in the house. Rickles. Rickles. What's up, bud? <laughs> and coming back, the zombie that will never die scouring his way clawing out of the grave we have with you a special special treat tonight because double d is back in the house what's up double d (laughs) that's the best part was containing my fucking excitement because (laughs) no one out there listening is going to know this the moment that boss tuna brought us into this gig he slid his camera over ever so fucking like just Kanai, you Kanai, you tonight. He's Kanai, yeah. And I, I saw my boy right there, and I'm like, "Fuck yes, this is this is great." Now this is this was gonna be great, and now it's greater. This is the greatest. Fuck yeah, dude! I didn't listen to you guys talk that whole time I was sitting here. Yeah, talking about eating, <laughs> eating teddy bears and shit. Yeah, you had, you had like yo, you get yeah. you get an A plus for for a fucking performance tonight. You had to like just quietly mime yourself through all of that insanity no double d was a surprise tonight that rickles and tibu did not know about so this is what I, I i love doing this show i love all of our episodes but i'm a list guy and i love our end of the year episodes might be might be my favorite ones list in general but our end of the year a lot of work that goes into it and it's not really work it's just fun you get to watch horror movies it's it's one of my favorite hobbies super pumped that we are finally here 
coming in a little bit later than we would like to have, but we have some pretty, pretty good lists for you guys here. You're going to have, what's that, uh, 60 movies, or I, I shouldn't say there could be some overlap, but we each are doing a top 15, so there's going to be a bunch of good movies out there. Get your pens and pencils ready or your note apps on your phone. We're going to be putting some good uh, recommendations out for you. little housekeeping. <sighs> I feel like we, we don't have to say this, but we do have to say this because you have your gatekeepers out there. You got your diehards. We are going to be giving you our top 15 favorites of 2021, not best. Personal favorites. Some of them might be fringe horror. Some of them you might not think are horror, but for the sake of, of just not arguing, it's, it's, we either think it's horror enough or at least in the genre to put it on our list. Cause I know speaking to myself, I've got a couple that some people might not consider horror or could be on the fringes, but anyway, uh, I don't know about y'all, but mine are, mine are the best. So yeah. saying, you, <laughs> anyone listening out there, you will get the best list tonight as well as all these other favorite whatever bullshit shenanigans he's talking about but that's what we should do let's have all of our listeners either email us comment when when the link is up on the facebook page or slasher give us a comment let us know whose list you like the best or fit your taste the best or or just who had the best list i think that would be kind of fun that's a good idea yeah definitely i'd find that shit scrum diddly umptious for real what are we gonna (laughs) do for them if they fucking comment I think uh, I think whoever has the best list voted by the fans will have sole control over our next bonus episode. Well, oh, we can turn shit. it into like a fan episode where we just get fans or we you know get fan submissions or we just give a list and the fans vote on it. I think that'd be fun. Is this include Fuck me? Yeah. It include of course it includes double B. Can I vote? <laughs> Why not? Might as well vote for yourself. At least someone will, right? Yeah, yeah. At least some, <laughs> one vote for sure. It'll be yours. I already know your <laughs> wife is going to vote for my list, so you, you won't even have that vote. God damn. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's finish up this housekeeping here, Mister Tibu. Why don't you explain our rating system? Okay, so the rating system, <laughs> I kind of call it the dick system. All right, that's just what I call it. But look. <laughs> From basically, you got from one to ten, and we do half points, or you can do quarter points. I, I, I kind of feel like uh, since this is a mashup show, nightclub rules apply. Dig system is in play. You could rate a movie however you really want to. Ricky often does. So, <laughs> much to my chagrin, when I'm filling out the blog on on the nightclub uh, website, which if anyone wants to know, you know, what we thought of past movies, like rating wise. You can head over there and check out the blog. It's the Midnight Codex. Go check out those Midnight Rituals. But, um, yeah, half points, quarter points. It's a uh, 10-point scale. I think it's pretty common. So so five is average, and then yeah, f- how do we five, do- Well, f- five, five would be like your average. Um, <laughs> six would be solid. Seven would be uh, a little love. Eight would be a whole lot of love. Nine would be, wait, Ricky, how's it go? I think I'm fucking it up. Seven's a little love. A lot of love. Eight's a lot lot of love. love. Nine's a whole lot of love. Yeah, and then ten is... Every inch of my love. There you go. (laughs) People think fives are are rated a bad movie. It's necessarily not. It's just an okay average movie. If you think about it, if if there's 1,500 
horror movies release each year and you watch a good portion of those, you're going to watch some turds and it all should equal out. It all should equal out. Five is not necessarily a bad, bad score. It's, it's average. It's going to be in the middle of that. Now. about you Tibu but before we go any further I'm gonna have to wet my whistle well normally man I know we'd like to stop at our favorite spot but um the titty twisters closed tonight unfortunately but that's okay I've booked us the grand ballroom at the Overlook Hotel and I've been told that we have the best bartender west of the Rockies or maybe that's in the Rockies I don't know but it's Lloyd we're going there man we're going to the fucking Overlook Yes, I cannot wait for Lloyd to service up a beer. We've got the entire ballroom booked out. Huge blizzard going on outside. It's getting pretty squirrely, but you know what? It's nice and warm inside, and Lloyd's Lloyd's sitting there polishing a glass. He's waiting. We're his only patrons. Lloyd's got a bunch of specials on tap tonight, and you know what? Rickles, spoiler alert, is going last for the movies, so we'll let him go last order tonight. And since hmm. I am ready, I will order first. And since this is a special occasion, I have a special beer. If you remember, last year, since it was a collaboration with the nightclub, I had a beer that was also a collaboration. So I'm going to keep that tradition going, and I'm going to show these guys the beer I have. Can you guys read that? <laughs> yeah. yippee Kaye Mosaic Farmer. This is a <laughs> double IPA. This is a collaboration between Big Grove Brewery and Pulpit Rock Brewing, both out of Iowa, which I believe is, they're both out of Western Iowa. I think Big Grove is Iowa City, and Pulpit's like Davenport or something like that. So this is a, it, it's, it's a Hop Apocalypse Volume 6. Um, they've joined forces brewing the unthinkable dry hop weapon grade volumes of estate grown Comet hops to lock in citrus and diesel. 8% ABV packs more punch than your action Christmas movie. If you guys didn't <laughs> recognize it, Yippie Kaye Mosaic Farmer is a play on Yippie Kaye motherfucker from Bruce Willis <laughs> and Die Hard. So that is what I will be enjoying tonight along with yeah. Darius and also we have been sipping on some homemade apple pie as well too so cheers boys Sweet. watermelon sugar that's what we call it mm-hmm. 
I've got a beer from Blanco, Texas. I'm in Austin right now for work, so I picked up a local brew. This is for sure a local brew. They've been around since 1996, and I've got here um, Devil's Backbone, Belgian style. Ooh, a triple. Yeah, I can't really see it, but oh, yeah. Uh, I love I love the Belgian triples and quads. Yes, sir. It's got 8.1% by volume, so this is a strong beer with a pale golden color, and it's I don't know. It's got it's got its own distinct taste. I love um, the bite you get from those Belgian those triples and mm-hmm. Good bite. It, it's it's really good. And um I'm um this is my third one, so I'm three deep into a six pack. Boom. Noise. Boom. Noise. I've got the tried and true. My uh matter days. I don't know if you can see that. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I've also dipped into some moonshine. I have some peach cobbler moonshine homemade. Oh. That a co-worker Shit. made. Nice. Uh, he made it in the toilet at work. Just kidding. But it, but it tastes it tastes just as good as if he did. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Not quite as good as toilet Scat- moonshine. But- it's scat shine. Yeah. You got some scat shine there, bud. Some scat shine. <laughs> got some I, I scat shine there, bud. Are. You're you're is I mean you're just like that that choo choo train chugging down the tracks. Nothing's gonna stop this guy from his natter days. I love it. He's no, an old no. he's an old faithful geyser that just keeps yes. spraying his stream That's all over the earth. And in Rickles Natter Natterdays. My brand. <laughs> he is he is Mr. Natterdays. All right. True. So I'm told. We're gonna we're gonna go back to our table while Lloyd does some more cleaning and, and gets ready for round two here coming up. But we're going to transition into the next part of the show, which is going to be some themes, some stats and numbers. And what I will talk about is, I'm going to go last, actually. Why don't you guys talk about how many watches you ended up with? Let's start off with Double D. How many did you come in with for 2021? 42. Nice. That That was my number last year. Yep, fierce, fierce oh, yeah. are all 30. separate. Yeah, yep. okay. Yep, forty-two. Very respectable number. Hell yeah! It was a slow year. Yep, Tibu. I got sixty-four as my total. Sixty-four. No shit. It's going to be a battle between me and Rickles, and I believe yeah. I'm going to be giving it to Rickles. I think he's got me beat by a significant amount. Yeah, what you got? Oh wait, <laughs> wait, no, you're going last. Yes, I'm going last. Okay, I got forty-six. I call bullshit on that. No, man. No, I, I got 46. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was honey dicking me. Holy I was drunk, man. I was drunk when I said that I, I was in triple digits. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, no, it's no. A... Boss Tuna, I for real thought at a certain point in, in, in time, I for real thought he had been watching a fuck ton of 2021s. <laughs> yeah. You you really you really had me going. I was like, let's yeah. be fair. It doesn't matter what he said. You were just gonna do like ten more than him. No, no, I've got it all written down right here, and I've got every single one of them. Just Jesus. Yep, the sacred text is popping. Forty. I'll try next year. Yeah, I, I was. I was try really- harder next year. Yeah, this year was slow for me. I'm I'm in the same boat as a uh, double D. My goal last year was a hundred. I came up a bit short. My goal this year was a hundred. And I met my goal and surpassed it a bit. I ended up with a total of 106 2021 watches. Holy shit. You beat me. Wow. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to stop at 100, but wow. I was scrolling through. 
my IMDb watch list and I was like, oh crap, I forgot I'd take that movie. Oh crap, I forgot to take that movie. And then I listened to a couple shows and I got honey dick by well one movie for sure. Uh oh. Oh, piss me off. So yeah, I, I crammed a few last minute watches in, but I, I was at a hundred probably two or three weeks ago. And I, I watched the other six just just recently, just trying to, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's I forget the saying, but you know, a man will never have a garage that's big enough. You'll always fill it up. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'll always want to cram some more movies in. If you watch the same movie several times because you keep falling asleep, does that count as multiple? <laughs> multiple. No, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> not about it, right? Because right. if that if that was the case, I'd probably be in triple digits. Yeah. All right, me and yep. you, same boat. Let's go. <laughs> Who fell asleep the most during movies this year? <laughs> we'll Dude. have that next year yeah Dude. i i am the worst when it comes to that i i can stay up if if i'm like playing video games or just you know up whatever i can stay up until two three in the morning easy but if i pop a movie on at nine o'clock man I, there there's a good chance i'll be you know my head will be hitting my shoulder at nine thirty. it's 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 i struggle so those those old man oh bro man vibes yeah and what's bad is we only have shutter in the bedroom so every time I'm watching something I really want to watch, I'm also laying down. Yeah. So that's that's just not a good combination. I end up passing out. I just well, drink a lot. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know that that too. Yeah, you have a couple beers and a belly <laughs> full of food. It's game over. Everybody loves some stats and numbers, and I have compiled a few. So let's let's take a trip back on memory lane here in 2018. I had 48 watches. The average of my top 15 list was 8.35. 2019, bumped that number up to 63. And we did a top 15 and my average was 7.7. That was quite a bit lower. 2019 must not have been that good of a year. 2020, last year, I had 81 watches. We did a top 20 for 2020, and my average was 8.625 of that list. This year, 2021, I had 106 total watches, and I have two averages for you. I have an average of every single film I watched, and I have an average of my top 15. I'm going to give the floor to you guys here. And first, what do you think the average of every single movie i watched came out to all 106 what do you think it came out to i didn't know you owned any watches (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Uh, i'm gonna based on my watch experience i would say like a seven 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 point five seven point five i'm gonna be a little more uh a little less conservative and give it around an eight so this is the average of all 106 watches. So you're saying out of 106 movies, they all average about an eight? That's no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty favorable. Okay. Uh, Double D? Well, after what you just said, I'm going to guess like a 5.5. Close. <laughs> 6.11. Nice. Something. 6.11. So you got Double D solid. wins. What do you think? You got a average, solid year. What do you think the average of my top 15 was tibu that i would probably give like an eight yeah i was thinking about that wrong i'm i'm kind of drunk man yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even started yet, Same boat, son. <laughs> rickles what do you think 
Uh, I'm going to give it about an eight. <laughs> Double D? 8.5. 8.15 was yeah. the average of my top 15. Nice. Oh, that's not very good. That's, that's so, oh, all right, all right. Do you guys that's a, have. That's a, that's a whole lot of love in your, in your, no, that's a lot of love in your top 15 right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's a whole lot of love. Or no, no yeah, a whole, that's, that's a lot yeah, of a whole lot's a nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about some themes. Did you guys pick up last year? I remember it was the year of cosmic horror. Would you guys pick up on anything this year? I definitely did. What, what do you got, Tibu? Uh, two themes I picked up on were the insanity of, I guess, letting B horror movies shine and, but actually like applying, mm-hmm. like trying to make a B horror movie, but with real effort and not in a way that it's, not in a way that it's planned to where it looks phony or feels phony, but comes across, I don't know, artistic in a way. Also, I'm going to say folk horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second that motion. Folk is like crazy this year. And and I know what you mean about, about the first thing you said, because I agree. It, it's kind of like, for whatever reason, there's almost like big production B movies. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. It's kind of rad. I love indie, it. indie, and 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 major studio, and yeah, right. I think I think that that's fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, but be, I think it's because horror fans are making horror movies now, or not now. I mean, they always have been, but I guess I guess they're just pushing certain boundaries. I don't know. I like it though. I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's red. Yeah, I agree, dude. I was trying to make my list today, and I couldn't really find any movie that really stood out, but none of them really were that bad. Like they're all just like pretty fun movies it that's that's the thing that i like a lot of most of what was impacting me last year was just really fun movies you know yeah i feel like blood vessel should have came out this year yeah yeah i agree yeah just just it's just dumb fun you know and i love dumb shit and y'all are gonna find out when we get into the list (laughs) i love some dumb shit I think we get along, dude. <laughs> there's, there's one thing I picked up on, and I originally, before I compiled my list, what I wrote down was some chicken scratch shorthand, and it said, zombies down, vampires up. But after reviewing my list, I think I would just say vampires up. And what I mean by that was, is there seemed to be a lot more vampire movies that were, I would say, a little bit they, they were done a little bit better overall. I, I, there was a handful, you know, there, there's at least one on my list, but there's a handful I saw that were really good. And it just seemed like this was the year of vampires. There's some really good vampire comedies. Better than zombies, just better than vampires. Well, movies I thought that the better. zombie movies were suffering this year. And then I looked at my list and I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. But I, it seemed like there was a lot of vampires. There's always a lot of vampires vampire movies but I, I felt like there was a lot of really good ones this year yeah you know, there's there's like the main ones that that people are going to talk about like your um oh we talked about this pre-show i don't even want to give that that one title away of that one there's one on netflix that's really good mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. want to check that out but there's some other ones out there too i mean there is a gem that i saw called red snow i don't know if you guys saw that but that one was that one was fantastic it was great fun almost made my honorable mentions so this year this year, yeah, Red the, Snow. The Nazi movie? No, that's Dead Snow. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one. 
but yeah, the, that's what I came up with with the themes. I, I do agree. I didn't really think about that much, Tibu, but you were right. It, it, it seems like we're in an age now where we've come off of a handful of years of some really good horror. There's a lot of people out there saying the last few years, years we've had have been the best overall. It's surpassing the 80s when it comes to horror. So, well, I, I, And for me, I want to say real quick about my list. Um, the year for me started off with a hell of a fucking bang, and then it just lulled. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, same. And then it was around into the fall, into into the Halloween season, where for me, I started just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, and really watching a lot. And at first, it was like, God damn, man, what is this year? But I kind of turned around. Yeah. I, I definitely think that 106 is very, very respectable, but you're again, like a Mark NATO baby with that, with those numbers. I mean, yeah, you got Mark NATO that watches, over <laughs> 700, but I would yeah, say you watch the that, seventh of Mark NATO. You're like one of his kids. Yeah, there you go. It, it's a very respectable number, but you're, you're definitely weeding through some turds at that point. And that's the problem is, is throughout a lot of the year, there's the movies that everyone's going to hear about and everyone's going to watch. And then you're kind of playing Russian roulette with these movies. And that's where I got into was a whole bunch of turds trying to find stuff. But then at the end, when you hear people talking about end of the year lists and their favorite movies, then you start seeing multiple movies come up and you're like, I've seen, or I've heard of that one on a couple different. So you, you keep adding them to the list. So it's, it's kind of a weird cycle that we go through as, as, you know, the hardcore horror nerds that are seeking out all these movies because the end of the year, you're, you're hearing all these ones and you're like, okay, you know, letting a lot of the other people swim through the sewers and you're picking up. I'm going to say this, my top three, one was a recommendation. One was one of those that you hear other people talk about. And one I found completely on my own. Nice. I love finding those gems. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun when that happens. Yep, it's nice to find one your friend never heard of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and share it with them. Yes, yes, that's the best. Yep, and that's what we're doing tonight. We're about to fucking get into I it, right, so. fellas? And with that being said, let's just hop right into this. Get your uh, get your notes ready, fellers, ladies, and gentlemen, because we're gonna come at you with our top fifteen of twenty twenty one. for tonight is first up we have double d next the two spot boss tuna number three is tibu and 
Adding cleanup is Mr. Rickles. Let's get uh, let's let's do our best Michael Buffer impression. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right, so we're starting at fifteen then. Yep, fifteen down to one, round robin style. So my fifteen is the boy behind the door. After Bobby and his best friend Kevin are kidnapped and taken to a strange house in the middle of nowhere, Bobby manages to escape. But then he hears Kevin scream for help and realizes he can't leave his friend behind. Have you guys seen the movie? Uh-uh. I actually didn't see that one. I didn't see it either. I saw it was on Shutter, but I have not Hold seen on, it. That's, we, my, we my, sure, yeah. my plan was to just answer that question yes to everything because originally I was going to try to keep the bullshit going. <laughs> but I decided, I decided not to at the last minute. I was, I, I, I was, I even told Travis, I was like, yeah, if someone asks me if I saw something, the answer is going to be yes. And then if I they're like, what, what did you think like about six? That blows my fucking dick out my ass. Hey, 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 Boss Tuna. I honestly, honestly, until the other day, I thought he was in the triple digits, and then he told me, he told me the movies he had seen, and I was like. What? <laughs> you haven't seen shit. What the fuck? I ain't watched shit lately, bro. Yeah, I was just gonna say yes to every like. Well, what did you see this? Yes. Uh, well, what did you think about this scene in particular? Yes. <laughs> that was my plan. this and that. Some kid gets kidnapped by some creeper in a creeper van. And he just hears this kid behind the door talking to him the whole time. And I don't want to give it away, but it's pretty good. Pretty spooky. Little, There's no pedophilia, but it hints at it the whole time. Well, I mean, oh, no explicit. Right. right. Got you. You know what's funny? 106 movies I saw this year, and this was not one of them. Oh. <laughs> the first, I saw 64, the and I didn't movie. see it. Have you the not first seen movie he brings up, I haven't seen. I thought I saw them all. All right, I'm out. I saw the I saw the trailer and and was gonna watch it, but something came up and yeah, I uh, I, I fucked off too hard this year. So yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the trailer too, and it looked it, it, like yeah. he said it looked hella spooky, and I'm like, oh shit. What's your rating on that? I'll give it a six. six. Solid so, watch. It's, it's yeah. worth watching, but yeah. Double D, number 15, The Boy Behind the Door. My number 15, it's funny because when I was compiling my list, I knocked out the first probably 10 pretty easy. It took me a minute on the next, I would say, two or three. But the bottom two, I was like, man, I had to work really, really hard. And the reason I chose this one is this movie was almost made by me. Those that know me, Tibu, I know that you're going to get a chuckle out of this. But what I wrote down for my little, uh, I would say, snippet note, NHL fuck boy. And <laughs> that's just a little line out of the movie. And he's got a great Dane named Little Richard. It's hilarious. The movie is called Cherry Picker or it might be known better as Ankle Biters. And this is a movie about a newly retired hockey player who finds himself a MILF that's got four kids and the kids basically mistake an act of lovemaking as an attack on their mom. 
And let's just say that this is a comedy horror, but it's pretty fucking dark. This <laughs> really treads into some dark, dark territory. And it's it's hilarious. A lot of the movie takes place at a cottage, as they call it in Canada, but it's a cabin up north that looks a lot like northern Minnesota. The acting was surprisingly good from people I'd never heard about. The main actor is more known for his stunts, and I've never heard of any other actor's or anything in there the only recognizable person is colin mockery who is part of the comedy troupe uh the whose line is it anyway whose line is it anyway yeah Mm -hmm. i love colin mockery man yeah colin colin he's funny yep he's a top he's he's the bald guy right yes yeah he's great actor and he might have like two minutes of screen time in the whole movie (laughs) how much to get paid yeah right (laughs) not a lot this is pretty low budget and i i am so glad i found this it's it's hilarious i it surprised me i will say that i kind of reading reading it i was hoping i'd like it but i was surprised how much i did like it and all i gotta say is it's super super dark and i would read it just read it watch it just for oh those it's funny tibu i'm gonna just say this had a lot it reminded me a lot of the children and it's maybe because we just watched the children but oh yeah yep i don't want to you were describing it i was thinking of the children so yes So Cherry Picker, aka Ankle Biters, I gave that a seven and a half. Uh, do they speak English or Canadian there? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both. Okay, it's a little bit of both. I'll write that down. <laughs> All right, Tibu, what do you got? My number fifteen is directed by Christopher Alinder. I think that's how you say his last name. It's about Christina, a journalist of Mexican origin who travels to her ancestral home in Veracruz to investigate a story of healing and sorcery. While there, she's kidnapped by locals who claim she is the devil incarnate. This is the old ways. This movie has what I was mentioning before, that folk horror element. And what this movie does that just, it just gets my boner boned. It's boning up. Is whenever you see like a great, ritualistic depiction like rituals actually depicted not the aftermath of it but like the performance of it what takes place during it that mixed with the performances and some really creepy scenes involving a demon this was witchy there was some body horror too so you know gets kind of cosmic at this point in my opinion <laughs> and it all it all involves mayan and aztec folklore so the folklore Which is element right is very strong i give the old ways an 8.5 out of 10 that's where i'm starting my list holy moly i haven't seen any of these movies love it well that's a tough act to follow (laughs) i haven't seen that by the way nor have i but i'm gonna be watching that all right let's uh bring us home for number 15 rickles all right so my number 15 here we go Directed by Travis Stevens and married to a small town minister, feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Encountering the master brings her a new sense of power and an appetite to live bolder. This is, of course, Jacob's Wife, uh, starring My Bay, Barb, Barbara Crampton, and a uh, wonderful Larry Fazbender. Or Fazender, rather. Fazenden. Fuck, Fazender. I can't say his name. Fazender. 
Fashion Bender. Great movie. Fashion um, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget it's also starring Barbara Crampton's uh left breast as well. Yes, it is. And yes, indeed it age, is. She still looks really good and she's you know, her girls look pretty good too. Definitely. Um Do you guys believe and I don't think that was that was her. I, I'm I'm I was kind of shocked. I mean, this isn't Barbara Crampton from Reanimator. I mean, this is Barbara right. Crampton in 2020, and she shows her boobs, and she's got to be 60 years old. Right. I was, I was kind of shocked. Fine yeah. wine. Yeah, she's fine she's wine. fine wine for sure. <laughs> uh, and you know, this is a this is a great movie. Turns out, even when she's in not great movies, it's still worth a watch uh, when she's in them, which we'll find out later. Um. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> Jacob Jacob's wife, man, highly recommend. And I give this a I give this a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Another vampire movie. When, when when you mentioned the vampire, I was like, man, I was running through them. I'm like, god damn, there were. It seems like there was a shitload of vampire stuff mm-hmm. that was. got reached a wide audience, you know? Yep. Yeah, because that, that was on Shudder as well. And she's she's been getting a lot of work lately. She has. I've been digging it. Yep. The the cramp the cramped sonnaissance, whatever. Cramped and <laughs> the crampassance. All right, double D, what do you got? Number 14. There's someone inside your house from Netflix. Yep. It's basically scream in Hawaii and like <laughs> more over the top. <laughs> but it, it's self-aware to know that it is. So it's a fun little slasher, and you know exactly what's going on. Hell yeah. yeah. I give it a fucking Eight. Yeah, that was a fun movie. That Ooh. was a fun movie. I, I saw that. We go from a six Shit. to an yeah, eight. Yeah, that's that's. Well, I that's, don't know. Hey, you all... know what? That's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. There's someone inside your house. That that was a good. It's a. It's a stupid. Slash, it, you right? know, another almost theme is is it's like the year of teen horror because that's that's almost a teen horror. Yeah. Know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. Fear Street and all that. Like, there's you there's a see, lot of. See that one. What's that? I. I haven't seen a single Fear Street movie. No, the no, he's talking about the uh, Double D's movie. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that either. There's someone inside the house. Yeah. No, that's a good one. It was on my list, but I didn't get around to it because I was too drunk. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Tuna's number fourteen. Let me just say, Naomi. If I'm not slaughtering her name, Naomi Rapace Rapace. What she's really coming into one of my favorite actresses. And it's funny because when I was recently on my winter camping trip, we had watched another movie that she was in. We, my buddy and I watched the entire Alien franchise and she was in, I believe it was Alien Covenant. Great actor. She's Swedish. She had three, at least that I saw, horror movies this year that were released in 2021. This one has got to be in the top three funnest movies I saw. And this is one of those movies that I would recommend to people that aren't necessarily horror fans. This is just a good movie that, you know, there's certain movies that you just can't go and recommend to anybody. I would recommend this to anyone that likes movies and having a good time. This one was so hilarious. It was, you are going to have to read uh, um, subtitles unless you want a shitty dub, but read the subtitles. This one is called The Trip. This is great fun. I had such a good time watching this one. 
So this one is is directed by Tommy Workala, which is clearly a Finnish name. And this one, obviously, as I said, is starring Naomi Rapace and pretty much Axel Henny. And there's a few other actors in there that nobody's really going to know about. What this movie is about is you have a husband and a wife, and it's yeah. Let's just say that they go. Has, has anyone seen it? What's the, the movie? trip? No, no. Nichols. So I'm going to be as vague as possible. And let's just say it's a husband and wife that make a decent amount of money. They're in the entertainment industry and they go up to a cabin on a vacation and three, three uh, con men or ex-cons. No, not ex-cons. Yeah. Well, they're convicts that broke out of prison, stumble upon their home and it's a battle of survival this is a comedy horror and the comedy actually works in this. It's a lot of fun. The characters are fantastic. You have this white supremacist Nazi. That's pretty funny. I would highly recommend it. And it's on Netflix as well, too. The trip. I came in with that one at a 7.5. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Man. My number 14 is uh, a little, huh, I don't know. I think it's kind of more, this is not for everyone. It hit me, but um. In the dead of winter, Catherine, a young singer-songwriter, travels to a remote cottage to work on new material, but soon finds herself under attack from a mysterious dark presence. And dark, this movie is dark and moody, and I, I think it's a personal story, maybe. I don't know coming from who, because I know that the actress that plays Catherine in this film is actually a singer-songwriter in real life, but I don't know if the director, Ryan Glover, is the guy that you know had this connection but it's kind of close to my heart because when I went through a breakup years ago I was living in New Jersey at the time and I spent a winter in just heart heartache and depression but also I started writing songs and I released a um it was through SoundCloud at the time uh 21 days of laughter madness and and something else and it was meant to be a countdown to the end of the world because the world was supposed to end on December 21st, 2012, right? You know, the Mayans, right? that kind of shit. So I was, I was just doing a play on that. But I relate to that story where because she's dealing with a breakup while she's out there. She's writing new music. And this is a true slow burn, okay? The entire movie is slow. Everything is slow in this film. But what I really loved about it were there – there, there were these amazing scenes involving her creating music or performing music that the film actually let breathe and play out. And for some people, it could be tedious, but for me, it really clicked. So this movie is called The Strings, and it's on it's on Shutter. I'm not sure I've heard of it. The Strings? Yeah, The Strings. And 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 now you you again, this is not for everybody. It's very slow. Some people would probably watch it and say it's it's not good. I, I and I could sit there and be like, you know what, I get it. It ain't for you. This story hit me kind of on a personal level, so I give the strings uh, as the aforementioned film an eight point five out of ten. Uh, this movie's got a lot of love. I, I, I think it's really good. Okay, guys, are y'all ready for this? <laughs> my number 14 directed by ryan krueger 
Barry is a drug-addled, abusive bastard <laughs> who, after a yet another bender, is abducted by aliens. I'll leave it there. Um, I, I knew I knew this was going to appear on your list. I didn't have it in, in uh, as one of my guesses for your 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 top, but right. I knew this was going to be there somewhere. This this movie is so funny and so trippy and just visually enjoyable. And sonically enjoyable, uh, it 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 dips in it dips in a little bit, gets a little boring uh, in the middle, in the midsection, but it, it picks back up pretty good. The first act is amazing. Uh, th- this is just hella fun. What movie yeah. is that? Fried Barry. Fried Barry. South African. Yeah. South African. Yep. He goes all over seedy Cape Town and just parties his ass off and it's the best oh because it's the end of the world right no he's no no he's he's he yeah, just gets he, abducted he gets abducted he's, he's, he's possessed by an alien let's basically pretty much right fuck he's, it he's a- aliens just like i want to i want to test drive human and that's <laughs> that's that's the the basis he does all the, the drugs in and, this film yeah it, it's the best a crackhead tesla <laughs> <laughs> there's Elon there's Musk some on the wheel there's some witty comical dialogue there's there's just and this guy gary green his yeah. face in general is just the yeah. best he's his, magnetic he, he looks he looks like is he the, was abducted by an alien in real life he, <laughs> he does he he looks like the character instead of himself like he looks like a crackhead <laughs> possessed by an alien and it's the best and like and i i guess because of the alien's presence everyone's (laughs) really attracted to him yeah so like everyone's just extremely overly sexual when he's around with him and it's it's the fucking it's so good that's them fried berry pheromones the pheromones do it's so (laughs) it's so hilarious the double d must be an alien yeah. <laughs> All right, Double D. What do you got for you? Um, or... uh, b- before, before we move on, let, I guess I'll give my score. Uh, that's that's another seven point five for me. Fried berry seven point five. Like, Fuck this. We're getting yeah. through it. Steamroll. <laughs> Keep us on track. <laughs> right. Uh, my number thirteen. Thirteen. VHS 94. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hail Ratma. I mean, Hail Ratma. It felt good. Like, uh, nostalgic. There's some great. Have you guys all seen it? Yeah. 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 I, I, there's some pretty solid, solid parts. Part three is my favorite. I'm assuming that's pretty much everybody's part. Yeah. Favorite. Oh, no kidding. You're the Ratman one, then, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that, it, How it's a up for me. Oh, it's so a toss-up for me between those two. Yep. I don't think it's a great movie, but honestly, my list isn't great this year. I think it's a great movie. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed <laughs> that Is that going to be your number one? <laughs> oh, no. spoiler alert, no. But I, I, I love the fuck out of that movie, so <laughs> it's so much fun. Boss Tuna's number 13 is a movie that I had one of those titles where I was just not, I was like, nope, nope. Didn't know anything about it. The poster art was terrible. 
The title was terrible. I was not having any intentions to watch it. Is it The Shining? And oh, this guy fighting words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you might not like The Shining, but the poster art is fantastic. That's fair. But anyways, I ended up watching this because it was it was it was I, I heard other people talking about it. I'm like, you know what? I can check it out. And then I saw a couple actors in there and I'm like, okay, I might actually like this. This was probably the most fun I had watching a movie. It's just silly. It it doesn't mean I'd refer it over the trip per se, but it was a great, great movie. This was also directed by Cody Callahan, which had two movies <laughs> had two movies that were released in 2021 and the other one i wish i wish i could have got around to watching is called the oak room and i will be checking that out but this one is called vicious fun this basically is about this 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 guy that he goes gets drunk at a bar and passes out in a broom closet wakes up to find a self-help kind of meeting that is full of serial killers and he blends in and mm-hmm. he's trying to act like he's one of these serial killers and insanity ensues i love david keckner he's in this although not very long but this also has julian richings who is the dad in anything but jackson he's in a ton a ton of movies robert my my a or my lay he plays mike he's the big burly guy using becky he was a big buff guy in Becky, but he was a former right. pro wrestler as well. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, what? King of Queens. You think of Kevin James from uh, Becky. Kevin oh. Smith is fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was trying to make a yeah, yeah. Go yeah. On, yeah. Go on. Kevin Smith is, Jay- is Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tibu might know him. But yeah, right. I acting on this was fantastic. The kills were, were I loved it. Just, just a fun movie. I would say the greatest strength of this movie is the characters in it. Very, yeah. very memorable characters for sure. But vicious fun is Boss Tuna's number thirteen, and that one is a seven point seven five. That's a hella pick you got there, sir, for your number thirteen. What's it called? Lucky number thirteen. Vicious fun. My number thirteen. As a deadly virus ravages the world, Dr. Martin Lowry embarks on a mission to reach a test site deep in the arboreal forest. On this journey, guided by park scout Alma, they encounter Zat, a man living off the grid, and a path out of the forest and into safety fades as the line between myth and science blurs. Mm-hmm. Directed by Ben Wheatley, my number 13 is In the Earth. The Earth, yep. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is a folk horror film mm-hmm. that gets kind of cosmic at the yeah, end. Yeah, it does. <laughs> There's some fantastic gore effects in this movie. Um, body horror. <laughs> and yeah. some amazing imagery in the payoff. I think, I think the characters are all so well acted, well performed. Definitely. Zach, Zach is someone who you 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 get a vibe of, but then the story starts to shift and you don't know what's going on. And I just want to say like that that part where science and mythology start to blend that really just mm, tickles you pickle. Movie. Oh, I know dude. how you feel, boy. I know how you feel. So again, eight point five out of ten for In the Earth. I'm just I'm just handing these eight point fives out right now because. 
all of these movies I've got a lot of love for. In the Earth was was such a fun watch too because I didn't know what I was getting into. I saw the the imagery of the poster. I didn't see a single trailer. Right. So when it opens with fucking rocks cracking and and tired, worn hands and ancient ruins, I'm just there. I'm there for right. it. I'm like, all right, let's go. So you know, I saw that yeah. one and I've come to the conclusion that I am probably in the minority. I am just not that much of a Ben Wheatley fan. I saw that one. I thought it was just okay. Um, I think I gave it like a six and a half or something, but didn't really do it for you know, me. But... I mean, hey, that, that's fine. I mean, this isn't something that, that everyone's going to love, you know, right. uh, but, but, but I think it's very, I, could you say it's well executed, like at least shot oh, yeah. or. It, it looked great. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I love this, the scenery probably for me was the best part just because it's that, that helplessness, middle of nowhere kind of thing, but very, very yeah. character driven. I mean, it's a very, it's, it's a very small movie, but in a very vast open space. They, well, they, they filmed it during the pandemic. So while the world was shut down and that's part of what the story is to a degree, they never say it's COVID in the, in the movie, but they, the, the movie starts off with everyone fucking wearing masks and taking tests and doing the new normal shit. So you, you can tell that the isolation really bleeds into the film and it makes that the setting of it smaller. If you know that, if, if sometimes it helps to know the backstory a little bit, which I found out after watching it, because after I watch something, I usually go and research it if I enjoyed it a lot. And so with this movie, yeah, they filmed it during the pandemic. So it's kind of, I think that kind of, you know, helps the film in, to a certain degree. It permeates. What? I wonder how many horror movies we're going to get out of this time. Like, there's a ton of movies that came out through Vietnam. Right. We got, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like horror movies match what's going on in the world at the time. Oh, I think- definitely. I mean... There's so much pandemic horror right now. It's crazy. And isolation horror. We got war almost starting. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Putin horror. (laughs) Putin daddy. Am I up? Nope. Uh, Rickles. Oh, it's me. My number Number 13. Sir. Hey, oh, okay. So, uh, Joel, a caustic 1980s film critic for a national horror magazine, finds himself unwittingly trapped in a self-help group for serial killers with no other choice. With, with whoa, 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 I'm fucking that up. For a self-help group. For a self-help group. Put my teeth back in my mouth. Goddamn, too much peanut butter. I think you need to take something out of your mouth. All right, okay. Stop having horses suck your dick. Deep, deep uh, I can't. Your pants up. Don't judge me. <laughs> you you could have just said twinsies, and we could have talked about it at the same time, guys. Right, right. No, that that's pretty rad that we synced up on this. Uh, so yeah, he's in a self help group for serial killers, and he's got to uh, pretend. This is vicious fun. And it's got some great comedy elements, some great gore effects, some good violence. And, uh, yeah, it's just hella fun. I give this – I always do this shit. Travis, edit that out. Um, no, right. leave it in. Nah. <laughs> leave it in. Fuck it. It don't matter. It don't matter. It, it, it don't matter. matter. Uh, I gave this a uh, 7.5 as well. Twinsies. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Gang, gang. Did you share bliss before this started? No, we didn't. That's cheating. No, 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 we don't. Well, last, do last year, we synced up three times on our list, if I, if I remember correctly. Why are your top three movies fucking zombie movies? I'm just kidding. All right. Number 12. <laughs> For the sake of vicious. Hey. Haven't seen it. God, I wanted to. That's another fun, dumb fucking slasher. Uh, in, Fuck yeah. An innocent nurse, a tortured maniac, and a suspicious hostage square off against a wave of violent intruders as they descend up on their place of refuge on Halloween night. It's like, if you... Have you guys seen that movie where like the grandma dies and then all the robbers break in, but the robbers, oh, the lady killers. I don't know. Fun. The robbers it's should a... be scared, but they, there's waves of them. It's like a zombie movie, but they're oh serial killers. Fuck no, I don't know about that one. I give it a seven point nine. Hell yeah! Shit, I give the last one an eight. <laughs> I've not seen that many movies this year. I'm bad. 42 is a respectable number. I say so as that being my number from last year. So fuck fuck those judgmental fucks. Sometimes you can't watch every goddamn thing. We got bills and shit, dog. Like, you know, fuck it. 106 movies, my ass. Boston's kids are crying at night because daddy's in the basement watching fucking horror movies. Boss Tuna's number 12. A lone drifter suffering from partial memory loss accepts a job to look after a psychologically troubled woman in an abandoned house on an isolated island. I remember watching this one, and the first thing I thought of was nothing has happened, but it is so creepy. It's like one of those where you're gripping your fist because so atmospheric something happens and you're like okay something's gonna happen now and it doesn't and then the movie you know it's 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 like that blue balls i mean it's like high school you're you know you're you're you and your girlfriend go to the the little league field and you're sitting in the dugout and it's like nine o'clock at night and it's dark and she's got her hands in your pants and you get so close and then you come back down and then she gets you so close again you come back down (laughs) that's called edging there, there's there's yeah. a, lot of, there's a lot of detail in that story for a reason. But yeah. a, lot of, a lot of edging in that edging. story. Edging, blue balls. This movie gets you so close so many times. And it, it's, it's funny because there wasn't one part where it culminated. But the atmosphere, the setting, the acting in this movie. Uh, caveat is my number 12. And right. this movie... Is just creepy. This is probably one of the creepiest, most atmospheric movies I saw, and I don't want to give much away, but it's 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 a slow burn. So it might not. Yeah, I would agree. That's definitely a slow burn, but it's it's. But the image, the imagery in it, imagery is is so, and the sound design is so rad. Yes, yep. I watch I watch this in the dark at night with all the lights off and. I, it's how I try to watch everything. It's, but I it's had this... definitely spook as fuck, bro. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. It, it, do be, it do be spooking. And and you keep seeing, like, what the fuck is up with this rabbit and the symbols? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a wall. There's a hole in the wall. And there are some effective jump scares. But 
man, when you see what's beyond that wall, it's, it's just, you've got all these questions and you, you want them answered and you don't get them all answered, but there is a reveal at the end. And I, I, I feel that it fumbled the third act a little bit, but yeah, it, it, it's, I gave it a 7.75, super, super close. It's such a slow burn. The, the thing with me is, is if you have a slow burn, you've got to make, you've, you've, you've got to have that third act. You've got to have the payoff And this one right. fumbles the payoff a little bit. Otherwise it would have been eight and a half easy, but caveat seven and a half, 7.75, pretty legit movie. This one was written and directed by Damian McCarthy. So check it out. I, I, I'd Irish it. as fuck. Oh yes. Yep. <laughs> My number 12, directed by Prano Bailey Bond. Film mm. sensor Enid takes pride in her meticulous work of guarding unsuspecting audiences from the horrific effects of watching the gore-filled horror films she pours over. Her sense of duty is amplified by the guilt over her inability to remember the details of her long-ago disappearance of her little sister. When Enid is assigned to review a disturbing film from the archive that echoes her hazy childhood memories, she begins to unravel how this eerie work might be tied to her past. This movie has an amazing setup. It's got great performances and an outcome I never expected or saw coming. This movie is censored. I, I, I just got to give kudos. I don't have the actress's name written down, but the actress that plays Enid, does a fantastic every everybody in this movie does a does a really good job but she does a fantastic job and like i said and i can't give anything away past the the the, the plot summary I, i gave you if you have not seen this movie i don't think you're gonna guess where the movie's even gonna go like i a certain point in the third act involving a director made me just completely like how do you get to this point and and Based on what the main actress is trying to find, you get it, but it's still, it's insane. And then then it continues to get more insane. My number 12 is Censor, and I give it a 9 out of 10. My number 12. I've been eyeballing it, but I haven't heard anything about it, so I never clicked on it. All right, so my number 12, directed by Vladimir Johansson, Uh or Johansson. Yep, yep. Um, this one I could see not being for a lot of people, maybe not even most people, but kind of what like what Tibu was saying earlier about uh, another film. This one connected with me personally. So a childless couple, uh, Maria and I say Maria <laughs> and uh, Ingvar <laughs> discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. This is Lamb, something that I did not expect to connect with or even enjoy. I'm Um, kind of surprised you like like this, actually. Oh, not that you liked it, but you liked it enough to have it on the end of the year list. It... First, first of all, it, it's it's just a beautiful movie. The the scenery is beautiful. Yes, very much. So. Um, very it's, it's, it's a very strange plot. Like it, like if you say it out loud, it's like, what the fuck is this? But the like I said, I, I connected personally with it. There's a weird reveal I, too that yeah 
Yeah. Very slow there's, pace. But yeah. There's two there's two weird reveals in this movie, in my opinion. Is. Uh halfway through and then towards the end. Yeah. Yep. Is it I haven't seen it yet, I've just seen trailers. Is it borderline horror? It's French horror. Yeah, yeah it's, it's French horror for sure. Yeah. It, it it's it's very much like drama first, I'd say. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a character study ultimately. There's only yeah. like well, Three? there's pretty much two characters in the entire movie, and then a little bit of a third. And a lamb. And the lamb. But <laughs> half, right. half a third. This, this is, uh, again, this is the second Naomi Rapace movie that's been talked about. And yeah. yeah, she's killing it. Very, very, very good in it. Oh, and she's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And she, she speaks, shines. Yeah, she speaks. Icelandic in this as well too. She's very right. talented. She speaks multiple languages. But yeah, this is an Icelandic movie. Lamb was very good, man. A twenty four as a production company has been putting yes, out gotta mention that. awesome fucking movies. And Lamb is another another one you can add to their prestigious collection. It's it's a very minimalist story, but like the way that information's revealed and just just the overall look of it, the acting, the emotion of it. For me, the greatest strength of this movie, and, and it's I, I did enjoy it, but the greatest strength of this movie is hold on. Yeah. Goddamn cats fucking knocking shit over plants and stuff. <laughs> he calls his children cats. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the greatest strength of this movie is part of what Rickles said as far as how they reveal the information, but it's the mystery that's behind it because you get one of the reveals probably halfway through the movie. So in your head, you're trying to figure out, okay, the movie is halfway over where, where the hell is it going to go? Right. And it builds a story up until the, the final scene essentially. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty powerful final scene. I've been wanting to see it. Like, could you compare it to a movie? No, I don't know if it's you not can. Tusk, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't no, know if you no. could, man. It's it's like like Ricky was saying. It's 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 a it's a drama first, and then like like Boss Tuna was saying, then a character study. The horror is the last element, but yeah. it, it plays heavy at the end. So right, right. We're on anyway, eleven. It's, it's 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 pretty, and it's the big sad, and I give it a seven point five. It's a big sad. It's a big sad, bro. <laughs> it it made me a sad daddy. <laughs> oh, I know. Are we all right? I'm all right. But but I'm a little drunk, so it's okay. We're at number 12? We are number on number 11. 11? 11 time. All right, I got Candyman. Ayo. Mm-hmm. Ayo. Candyman. Uh... <laughs> I'll read off the actor. No, that'll make me sound racist. Uh, (laughs) Tiana Paris, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Racists. I don't know. Terrorists. It was all right. It was just like the first one, I think, but a little more pointing the finger at society. Right. I I do like the way they tied the story into. Me the too. previous, uh, the the first movie, I thought that was rad. Yeah, the fact that they used the mythology, but right, and they also expanded expand. on it in in a really cool way too, mm-hmm. uh, in multiple directions, which I thought was even way cooler. Like the right. imagery of the fucking the the 
the, the little boy in the bathroom hiding and the fucking guy coming through the wall. Like, I'm not going to say much more than that, but that imagery. That's, uh, yeah. 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 I, I, that's literally one of my favorite shots from the movie. Uh, that was just like, God damn. Humming that little song and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that into the first one, though. I I love the first one. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a classic. Number two and three are, are good in bad ways, but but number one is like hella dope for me. How old were you guys when the first one came out? Early nineties, right? I was pretty yeah. young. Like yeah, I was young. Ninety two. I was too young to watch it. It would have yeah, scared yeah, the I, living fuck out of me. I saw them later. Probably early probably late late nineties, early two thousands. I probably saw them. My parents would have whipped my little fists, my little fofon. If they'd they have caught me trying to watch that. Spanked you little fun. My little fun. His fun. My but little yeah. fist, my fun fun. He puts that in his consons, cuz. <laughs> God, they don't. All right, oh, what do you rate Candyman? T or double D? Uh, I'll give it 8.1. 8. Hell yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. My number 11 is a sequel to a movie that was on my list a couple years ago and the reason i'm being cryptic is because i know both rickles and tibu are kind of freaking out a little bit right now but this movie was i know what it is oh you i i don't think you do you i can can i guess you can guess i think it is i'm gonna fuck up the name but it's a long name no one sleep in the house tonight part two Oh, you son of a bitch. I am so proud of you right now. How yeah. the hell did you Cause I I, I know I know I kinda know what you like. And when you kind of started to say it was a sequel, but not the one we think it is, I was like, Well, it's not Halloween Kills. So I'm Man. like, it's got it's gotta be that movie then. I can't believe that. Yeah, the movie's called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, part two. Yeah. This is a Polish movie. Have you guys seen it? Any of you? Yeah. Yes. Have not. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna take an exit real quick here. We're gonna get on an off ramp real quick, and I'm gonna ask you guys: Have you seen the movie All of My Friends Are Dead? Yes. I was <laughs> supposed to, but I didn't. Oh, that movie is fantastic. I will spoiler alert: It's not on my list, but it was close. Mm-hmm. Loved that movie. It was so much fun. This movie stars the two main actors that were in that one. So. I'm going to slaughter their names because they're Polish and they got fucking 8,000 Z's and W's and shit right, that don't right. make sense. But the main actor Mike is... Mike Wazowski. Matus <laughs> Bikolovic and Julia Vinavana Narkas and by Bartos Kowalski. And that's a name that I can actually pronounce. I would first off, I'll, I'm going to give a shout out to all my friends are dead. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Phenomenal movie. This story carries on from the first one of a couple of years ago. I think it's about the same night and it has the two brothers, if you will, that were in the first one, they're arrested and they're in jail. So this follows a couple police officers and they're trying to figure out the story. And it's funny because they bring back a character from the first one and it's brutal it's unapologetic people die that you don't expect it's not a happy ending so that's a good gore man it's it's that's exactly what it is these polish movies man oh 
so much fun, so much gore. It's just a good slash. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to retract that. It's a phenomenal slasher. And this is coming from a guy that's not a slasher fan, but both of these movies were a lot of fun. The first one was a little bit more of a, you know, had, had the Friday the 13th feel because it was, you know, a camping trip kind of, you know, summer camp kind of deal. And this one is a little bit more of a police procedural, but it's brutal. It's gory. And it's, it's got a good story and it kind of honey dicks you with part of it. And I don't want to get into it, but great, great fun. Check it out. Nobody sleeps in the woods tonight, part two. And that is the first of my eights. 8.08 out of 10. Hell yeah. 8.00001 out of 10. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. My number 11 is directed by David Charbonnier. I'm going to say it in case it's supposed to be said French, I guess. And also (laughs) directed by Justin Powell. A mute boy is trapped in his apartment with a sinister monster when he makes a wish to fulfill his heart's greatest desire. This is a true modern fairy tale um, played out on screen. It's beautifully shot, very well acted, especially by the little boy, like great child actor. I, I again, don't have the names of the actors written down, but uh, he, he's amazing in this film. And there, there are these interesting narrative story beats that happen where a narrator comes in and it makes it, it gives it a feel of a, a movie that would be excellent for a young horror fan to watch. And this is the gin. There's some real tension and, and at its core, this movie is very brutal. So it's like a fire, uh, like an old school fairy tale, pretty dark in what it's trying to get across. But again, the imagery, the pacing, some of the music in this movie just took me away, took me away and made me feel nostalgic to a certain degree. But has anyone seen the gin? I have not. I've seen it on list. It's like D. J-I-N-N or something yeah. like that. No, I haven't seen yeah. it, though. I feel like a broken record, but it it, it was on my watch list, but I, I, I fucked off too much and stayed oh, drunk. you did? 42 fucking movies? I, I thought you were better than that. Yo, T- Boo, did you say it's a good movie for a young <laughs> horror fan to get into? And then yes. it was pretty brutal? Yes. Horrific? <laughs> okay. So it's like... Noise! Like, yeah. It's like it's like when you were growing up. If you watched um, All Dogs Go to Heaven or the Land, the original Land Before Time, right? Or, you know, like those movies that they give you that brutal lesson, but it's wrapped up in Bambi. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, and I I I give this movie a nine out of ten. I think this is a great, yeah. well executed film, and and this would be a, a great, not introductory, but a movie for a young horror fan. That's getting seasoned, and getting that again, little gristle. There's some there's some gristly tension in this movie. <laughs> it's it the gristle's real, man. Like that there's some moments that you're like, oh fuck. And I'm gonna say there's some scenes in it that give me that it follows vibe. That's all I'm gonna say. Ooh, okay. And and it and and it kind of fucks with you a little bit when you're watching the movie. So, and I I, I dare not, but I will. There's the element in this film of finding something that shouldn't be found and it's hidden and you you read it. And so there's that element in there again of 
I don't know what you would consider it like uh esot G spot. No. No, yeah. <laughs> G spot, all right. So come give on, her the, give, her the, give her the come here motion. You no. gotta read the G spot um, in in Braille. That's how it works. With your finger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, or you, your dick you if it curves. Tongue, I think that's that's how you read Braille, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's no, what I do. I just lick the bathroom sign to tell if it's right mine now. or the, the ladies' bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? All right, oh my God. The gin, would you rate that one? Nine out of ten. Love it. I think it's great. Holy shit. I got to watch this. Bring us home with our number 11s before we get All into right. the top ten. Check this out, guys. So I'm going to crack one open right now because apparently I synced up with someone else. Me and Double D have the same number 11. Good game. The Candyman can. <laughs> this movie's beautiful. It looks great. It sounds great. It's got a hella cool um, and spooky urban setting. Like some of the imagery in here is just horrific. The yeah. acting is great. Cinematography is good. I love all the shit they do with reflections. Yeah, Candyman. Oh. I pretty much said everything that needs to be said about it. Watch the, it. The, the, it the is, fact that you pointed out the reflections, man, like that, that's yeah. a cool factor in that film that really plays into a lot of the scenes. And yeah, I agree a hundred percent. That's a cool aspect. Yeah. The, all the reflection shit really uh, got my rocks off. So yeah, I, I give it an eight. It's my first eight of the, uh, of the bunch. Boom! We both got our first dates on number eleven. Did you guys play Bloody Mary when you were younger? Oh yeah. Yes. So the candy man is just like the pretty much. Yep. Right. Top ten, double D. Number ten, I have Army of the Dead. Oh, that a zombie movie? I mean, you could call it that. Okay. Okay. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay. All right. Do you guys like Chris Who's that? Oh, he's a comedian. He's a comedian, yeah. He was okay. supposed to be... Oh, I heard about this. He, he was supposed to be the helicopter. Pilot. Yeah, and they fucking took him out of the movie, right? Yeah, because he hit on some, like, 19-year-old or something. So oh, they, 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 like, they CGI'd his character out and put that helicopter pilot in. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I just want to say Chris D'Elia is the best. He's funny. I remember that was a, that was a big thing earlier. Yeah, this movie came out early. He's kind of back now. Well... The COVID thing kind of pushed it back, I think, a little bit. But yeah, yeah. anyways, about the actual movie, it's fucking it's a fun movie. It's like a Resident Evil, which someone might have on their list. I don't know. I really can't see. Uh, did you guys see the sequel, though? Did not. No, I didn't see that. I saw that, yeah. It's not really horror at all, but... No, it's not. It's it's really good. I enjoyed it. But yeah, it's, it's Army of Thieves isn't really horror. Two things. Actually, it's not horror at all, but two things batista is pretty rad and he should get a lot more roles and the zombie queen i fucks with her for real like mm-hmm. like yeah. she can like I, I i would bang that zombie i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there. <laughs> you don't know that. i don't know if it's wrong and i don't care at this point okay what if she's cold <sighs> but she's running <laughs> Friction. Uh, Those curtains are skirting back and forth. <laughs> oh my god! I hate what I have to do. Canceled. Go. We're canceled. 
Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Boss Tuna's top 10, rounding out number 10, is a movie that is half Passenger 57, half Snakes on a Plane, half some kind of creature feature, but I'm not going to give it to you because it might spoil the movie. That is called Blood Red Sky. Oh, hell. Netflix. I'm out. Coming. You thought that was my number one? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Did I That's say something one... about it? No, well, yeah, you've recommended it to me. You've been blowing it all fucking night. Yeah, when, when you recommended it to me and I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. So this is my number one pick for you no. that I thought that I thought was your number one. Okay. Okay, you should yep. know better, but you'll I'll learn you. I'll learn you. Oh. All right. Netflix, this one's coming in just over two hours, directed by Peter Thorworth. This one is starring people you probably don't know, but that's okay because they're all still pretty dang good in it. This is a movie that is, it's pretty simple. Blood Red Sky, most of it takes place on an airplane. As I said, it is part snakes on a plane, part passenger 57 slash con air-ish maybe. And there's another aspect of this that other people have spoiled on their podcast, but I am not going to do that. If you have not heard of this movie, check it out. It's really fun. It's, it's, it's almost, it's, it's, it skirts the line of action horror. Actually, oh, excuse me. I was just, I was just uh, Ukrained with a burp there. Fierce attack. <laughs> um, but yes, it's it's really, it's a fun movie. It's done very well. It's well acted. It's, I mean, I, I just want to give a shout out to Netflix for picking these 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 movies up because hell yeah, fifteen years ago, most people would never have seen a movie like this. It's all it's it's all foreign. It's mainly what is it german i think something like that yeah mainly yeah yeah but no it's fun and and i want to talk more about it but i think when i saw this i had no idea what it was about and the one piece i'm leaving out i thought was really fun to discover you know 20 minutes into the movie or whatever it was so even though you find out early on it's still really fun when it reveals itself if you will so i agree yeah, it, check it out. I, I mean, it's it's got really good kills. It's got really good effects. It's it, it's it's a fun movie. I I really God, I, I want to say more, but I'm just gonna leave that as it is. Blood Red Sky number ten. I'm giving that an eight, and I am gonna venture a guess that this is not the last time we're gonna talk about it. So, with that being said, I will give the floor to Mister T Bizzle. My number ten. A group of friends at a New Year's Eve party go through oh, a whirlwind of events nice. that exposes secrets, breaks hearts, and leads to a shocking conclusion. It's directed by Jan Blechlech. Sorry, your last name is fucked up for the English language, sir. <laughs> or madam, I don't know. But my number 10 is All My Friends Are Dead. This movie I I found out about listening to um, the Exploding Heads 21 of 2021, and it's hilarious. It's well shot, very well paced. It's short, very short movie. It's got a great ensemble cast. Like, you don't have really a lead. And this is the type of film that just builds into a snowball of calamity. And I love that aspect of a movie. I love that shit. Yeah, when a movie just goes 
it just keeps ramping up over and over again and the, the 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 plot gets more convoluted and the circumstances get more dire and more like fucky there's fuckery afoot okay in this movie I this is a fu- fuckery dude it's a fuckery film all right all my this friends are dead. Of, I, th- this was like part clue part ready or not in in the best way possible hell yeah that sounds dope i'd I sorry, Mr. Watson. I it, it was his number one of whatever year. I'd rather watch this than Ready or Not. Uh, to be honest with you, like this, this is this is right up my alley. Nine out of ten for All My Friends Are Dead. Really glad I I heard about this movie and 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 decided to give it a watch. It's fucking awesome. This has everything that the Joe Blow Horror Show says needs to be in a movie. You got boobs, you got blood, and you got babes. Yeah. This, this this is this is on netflix go check it out my number 10 check him out a horrifying story of a shaman's inheritance in the isan region of thailand what could be possessing a family member might not be the goddess they make it out to be mink 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 this was I've a been, huh, what? Been, I'm sorry, I've been holding back knowing what that joke is for a while, by the way. I noise. Don't know either, dude. I know the noise. No, no. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch the movie. What's the movie then, Rickles? That is the medium. Yes, and is. and here's here's the fun part. It is directed by <laughs> <laughs> Banjong Pisan Thanakun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's pretty that's, people. I went to junior high with them. Yeah. So <laughs> So this has this like mockumentary type of found footage type of thing, uh possession type of story. Uh that that shit always gets my rocks off. If you if you like the Asian horror that's been coming out in the past, you know, decade or so, oh if God. you like mockumentary stuff, you know, fucking taking Deborah logan all that yeah. shit yeah. Check, check this one out it's great it's a blast uh and you're gonna hear your main character mink's name a lot so that's the mink. joke right there mink okay cat mink just got... jumped on the desk <laughs> i made a colossal colossal mistake we gotta restart the whole episode yeah guys. oh shit Take Guys, it from the top. Number yep. f- housekeeping. Well, well, I was looking on my list. I was like, where is this? And it's not on my list. And I don't know how because it's on my list I did last time. So I will Ooh. just say that this was actually supposed to be in my number nine spot. You did this last year, you I son did. of a bitch. I did. Before before you get there, let me give my rating. I I, I, I dropped the ball too, but. Um, so that's an eight from me, the medium. Yep. I gave it an eight as well, too. I don't know how the fuck that happened because I'm looking at my other list here. Don't it, crinkle papers. It, don't add sound effects to this. I'm editing over all this. Put a toilet flush in, Travis. Put a, put a flush in toilet. Toilet flush right now. Uh, hey, I can't believe that. Be quiet. T-Boo, could you uh, make tuna fart real quick and we'll all pretend yes. like we heard it? All right, yes. <laughs> Oh, oh, I can Water smell it. Open. Boss no, Your ass smells like an open it. sewer, dude. You so, need some Drano, bud. Boss Tuna's got a nine and a half. 
because I, my number 10 was Blood Red Sky. My nine and a half is, is the medium. And I'll get to my nine when we get there. But no, I, I, I do want to talk real quickly about this one. It's funny because the chat that we have between Rickles, Tibu, and I, <laughs> I just for the last, I don't even know how many months, I'd randomly just, when there was a lull and nobody Mink? was saying something, I'd just put Mink? Mink? Because I swear half this movie is the mom and dad going, Mink? M- Mink? You guys don't know, Mink is the the, I would say, the daughter. The, yeah, the daughter in this, but this is such a well-done film out of, uh, is Thailand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thailand. I mean, this this has... A beautiful, beautiful scenery and stuff, yes. too, like yep. like... I'm a sucker for that shit. We and we all know that found footage is a huge. There's a big following of found footage. This is found footage. This is documentary style. Right. It's also creepy as fuck too. I mean the the third yeah. act of this ramps up and holy shit. I mean you're you're sitting there like just like anxiety and stress because you're like is is anybody going to get out of this? Is anyone going to make it? The third the, the movie is long. The movie is very long. I think it's over two hours. I think it's probably like two hours and twenty minutes to be exact. But I tell you what, though, it's a little bit long at times, but it does right. such a good job. There's such good scenes. I mean, when you get the closed caption of her doing her special acts at the office, you're oh, just when she's try not to give too much away, but when she's possessed. The shit that goes on. There's some really gruesome scenes with with a pet. The third act. <laughs> the third act is just phenomenal. This, I, I felt that there's a lot of movies this year that are on my list where I felt the third act hindered and fell flat. This is one of the rare ones that the third act was super strong and really elevated and lifted the movie. Check it out. The medium, it phenomenal. Very very well done. And I was surprised for. Yeah, it looked good. But anyway, sorry, yeah. sorry to interject there, but I was looking at my list. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about, wait, what, where the fuck is it? And it's- <laughs> so, yep, I did this last year. I wish I could say it was on purpose because then it'd be a joke, but it's. Yeah, just edit around it. It'll, it was- be, it'll, be, it'll be on purpose now. <laughs> no, it's all in here now. It's all in here. Oh. <laughs> all right, Double D, what do you got for your number nine? Blood Red Sky. Oh, is that twinsies? Holy moly. Oh, yeah, we're number boy. 10, right? Yeah, whatever the next one is. No, that's yeah, that's right. No, we're number nine. That's right. So we're kind of right. Twinsies. We're starting over. So starting it's number yeah. It's the next cycle, but it, it goes nice downhill. It's not about zombies. No. no it's, it's not about zombies. It's about something, though. It's oh, about something. It's a great movie. All right. What do Hell you yeah. Mean? I'll give it a 8.2, I'd say. 8.2. Mm. He liked it. Tasty. A little bit two tenths of a point more than I did. So mm. Boss Tuna is coming in with his mm-hmm. number nine pick. And this is a movie that I did recommend to a handful of people. Tibu, I believe, is one of them. And Double D, I said to check this movie out. Mm-hmm. The that. longest time I got this mixed up with another movie because the title is super similar. And this is not the deep house. This is mm-hmm. the night house. Mm-hmm. I will say that this movie could have been so much more for me. There was one aspect of it that I wish was kind of left out. And it would be, I'll say, well, I'll just say this. I'm trying, I'm trying to dance around my words here. But let's just say there might be a supernatural aspect to it that I wish was left out. 
and they would have focused more on the other stuff because I felt that would have been so much more creepy. I was taken out a little bit of that, that part of it, but the, the mystery of this was very well done. And the ending was, was the ending was a little bit ambiguous. It kind of left you wondering, is this done? Is this over? And creepy, super creepy. There's one jump scare that really got me. And it was when she was talking to her friend on her lap and something happened. And yeah, that one was done really well, but very well done. A lot of it shot in the dark. She's waking up from dreams and, and it's just the, the creep factor was there. She's wandering around the woods at night. She finds this other property we'll say, and the reveal at the end and what you find out was going on the whole time. And the story tied together with her husband, very, very well done. Very creepy. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. The deep house, See, I called it the deep house again. (laughs) The night house, the deep house is a good movie too. I'll I'll go ahead and say that. But the night house for me at number nine is coming in at an eight. My number nine coming in at a nine out of 10 again. Nine, 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 nine. Directed by Scott Cooper. A young teacher named Julia discovers that her troubled student Lucas is harboring a terrible supernatural secret. Taking the boy into her care she must fight for their survival against horrors beyond the imagination. This movie is antlers. All right. Mm. It's got a great use of myth and folklore in this film mixed with great special effects, an amazing child actor that plays Lucas great child actor. Again, a year of fucking good child actors, man. And I was surprised by how far this movie actually took the ending I really was blown away by like how far this movie took the the legend of what this yeah. is, and I won't reveal what this is. But I think we can say that it's a out of ten a creature feature. What was your score again? Nine out of ten. Out of 10. Yeah, it's yes. yeah, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a creature feature. It's it's so much more. It's more. It, oh, for sure. Yep. This this movie is is riddled with just darkness man this movie is dark and the whole setup from the beginning is so you want to talk it's, about it's a film dirty, that builds tension. yes oh man very well this acted movie does jesse it. plemons is a stud i love that guy well yes Je- jesse plemons uh from breaking bad is in the film yeah. he, he's a side character but he's great and meth the- damon <laughs> nice <laughs> the- dude that makes sense the relationship between Meth Damon and and our our main actress is is awesome and their interactions, but yeah, Antlers really fucking hit home, and I love the 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 mythology of this story. I'll always have, and I think it's fucking um again explored to the fullest extent by the end of the film, and that was where I didn't even second movie of the night that I I was like I, I had no idea where this was going to go and it went there and i'm like damn all right movie nine out of fucking ten antlers i, I really liked it it would have scored a lot higher for me but it's funny the, the same problem i had with this someone else had as well too and i can't remember who that podcaster was but the the final act the the final end scene showdown or whatever i i didn't really buy couldn't get behind oh but carry us home with your number nine that's going to be VHS 94. Oh, okay. Nice. 
I love me a dumb anthology. I'm not going to lie. And this <laughs> is a lot of fun. Ratma, Dr. Frankenstein, creepy funeral stuff. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like the wraparound kind of sucks. Yeah. Which is why I only give this an uh, an eight. Um, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of eights on my list. Bear with me. I couldn't give it mo- any more than that because basically because of the wraparound, I felt like it was pretty weak. The wraparound was the weakest part, but yeah, I would say I'd, I'd give the third anthology part a nine and a half. The Ratman yeah. is probably a nine. And the first and final were a little bit weaker, but yeah, yeah, the wraparound. I, the I final like, in my opinion, was the weakest. But I mean, it I, it still there, there's was way better than the wraparound. Yeah, I love Ratma. I love the funeral home, and yeah. I yeah. I love I love the cyborg story. Cyborg story, that's my favorite. Yeah. That one, that one was just so like, much after, fun. After after that, it, it goes downhill. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. face it. That's all VHSs. It's like. Yeah, two or three good ones. That's all every anthology is. I mean, Pretty much. Yeah. Tell me an anthology that's got four bangers in it. I mean, you're gonna have uh, Creep Show. Okay, well, well, you know, Creep Show is is like Mount Olympus, so that's gonna be dismissed from the table. But no, yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I was guessing we're gonna hear this at least once, maybe twice tonight, and I'm, I'm kind of glad we did. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a rad franchise. So. The rat franchise? Rad franchise. Rad, yeah. Ratma. Hail Ratma. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. So good. <laughs> Double D, what do you got for your number eight? Okay, I have Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. When his Fuck car yeah, breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun set in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped in Willy's Wonderland. So it's like Chuck E. Cheese fucking gets possessed, and then it's fucking Nick Cage beating yeah. fucking animatronic. Nick Cage, Cage doing his thing. What's your rating? No. Wonderland. I'll give it an 8.3.5. 8.35. That, one, yeah. that one's really fun. If if you Hell yeah. It's funny. I had a conversation with my coworker and my coworker doesn't really watch horror movies and hasn't seen a Nick Cage movie in since was it National Treasure or whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> and I was trying to explain to him like Nick Cage now versus like Con Air Nick Cage, National Treasure Nick Cage and it's funny. This was just this last week, and and he just was looking at me like I was like speaking a foreign language, and I'm like, okay. And I gave him a handful of movies to watch. I was like, you need to watch these Nick Cage movies, and we'll reconvene next week. And I cannot wait for the conversation because he's thinking like Raising Arizona, Nick Cage. I'm right. like, Nick Cage is not what you think anymore. But Raising Arizona is a fucking ten. Yeah, that's a ten. Like I would say, that's, that's more. That's more Nick Cage than than normal. I told, I told you, I throw them tens out, bro. I ain't scared. Yeah, yeah no, that that's a real ten. That's a Coen Brothers ten out of ten. Yeah, real. It's, yeah. it's funny because for us to go to from that to a Nick Cage movie where there's not a single line of dialogue spoken with him, and there's these funny, weird cutscenes with pinball and an energy drink and. It's just so silly and goofy and over the top. It's you can't help but love it. I gotta say, go go listen to the nightclub talk about it on um, Meat for the Grinder. Yeah, episode fun 47. episode. 
Boom. Six little chickens at the end of the Six line. Six little chickens at the end Nick, of the line. <laughs> Nick Cage spent three years trying to find the national treasure just to realize it was him all along. <laughs> You're damn right. Oh, we yeah, don't deserve him. Boom. No, hell no, we don't. <laughs> okay, Boss Tuna's number eight. This is a movie that I very carefully hinted and dropped to Tibu before we recorded. I can't remember if it was part one or part two of our last episode, but do you remember when we were talking about a couple of those movies to go check out? And I, we're really weird. I, I should say I'm really weird. Where I don't like to tell friends to watch movies that, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase that us group here. I'm very careful yeah. about what movies to tell because I love the the surprise of it. Yes. And yes. this movie is, I, I found this on Prime a long time ago, just going through and I hit, you know, R1 on my PlayStation to add it to my stuff or my list. And I didn't watch it for the longest time and I kind of forgot about it. And then I saw something about it on a Facebook post. And then I saw a couple, actually, I think only one person, or like the 20 shows I listened to, one person had this on their list. And I was like, yep, I need to go back and revisit it. And I watched it about a month and a half ago. And I rewatched it again last week. There's only a handful of movies I rewatched. And this is one of them. And this is because it's got a little place in my heart because it reminds me a lot of Cube. It's got a little bit of saw element in it. And it's it it for me at least it reminded me of buried, but I wrote down a little snippet and I really hope that at least Tibu saw this because I feel like this is right up his alley. What I wrote about this movie is Lovecraftian cosmic dread. And boss, yep, Boss Tuna's number eight is Meander. This is a French film. I'm gonna write it down. What the you're, fuck? You're not going to write it down? It's dreadful. Meander. It's boring. What are you talking about? It's M I. It's spelled different. No, meander, M-E-A-N-D-E-R. Meander means to like wander around. Yeah. This is a French film that was directed by Matthew Turry. And it's a very, very tight, succinct story of this girl that gets picked up on by, she's a hitchhiker-ish. She gets picked up. Next thing you know, she wakes up and she's in tunnels. And there's a lot of... The reason I rewatched this is because I watched it and I was like, I think I feel like I know what the ending is. I started reading some stuff. I saw some stuff with the director and I was like, holy fuck, mind blown. I need to go back and rewatch this because the director said that there's things in this movie that some people can watch a hundred times and they won't pick up. And after my second watch, I was like, yep, there's a lot, there's a lot to this here. And this is one of those movies that makes it really fun because it's, it's all interpretation, if you will, but it's also done really well. So if you're a fan of the cube, I'll just leave it at that. You need to check it out. But this one's directed by Matthew Turry, stars Guy Weiss, Peter Franson. It's a French movie and it's, it's, um, yeah, it, I'm just going to leave it at that. You had me at cosmic Lovecraftian dread-inducing horror. Yeah, um, like I, I'm gonna. I, I, I haven't seen this at all. Holy so shit, yeah. I haven't even heard of this one. So I'm definitely. This is going to be the next movie I watch. It was on uh, Exploding Heads. Uh, I think a few of them had it, but I, I didn't listen to the. I skipped ahead. 
Yep. I, I, I didn't listen to, I wasn't able to listen to Exploding Heads, but this was also, this was on another one then too. I can't remember what it was, but. They finally banned you? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Meander, Boss Tuna's number eight, and that is an eight. Well, my number eight, directed by Neil Marshall, all right? Yeah, I know that guy. In the, in the aftermath of the Great Plague and amidst the subsequent witch hunts, Grace Haverstock is grappling with the tragic death of her husband in a society completely consumed by fear and death. Sound familiar? This is The Reckoning, all right? The Reckoning. Beautiful. It's Neil Marshall from The Descent fame, 2005, right? Yes. Yep. And um, Dog Soldiers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah, got to throw that. that. I wanted to see that. Oof. So this is a beautifully shot period piece. Great special effects when it's needed. And some surprising scenes, honestly. It's it's basically a medieval courtroom procedural, <laughs> which I love courtroom procedurals. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Love that movie for that reason. And the fucking devil. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I give this a 9 out of 10. I Holy really think it's shit. amazing. People hate this movie, by the way. It's crazy. Hate yeah. It. And I'm like, I haven't seen it. I have to say that I talked to somebody about it and it didn't sound like it was my cup of tea, but I remember well, recommending it to you, Tibu. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, give, give me some props, dog. <laughs> I, 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 I have out, dog. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it so much. Uh, that's awesome. I didn't give I, it a nine. I, I loved it, but I didn't give so it a nine. Fucking so well made, man. Like, I was like, blown away by how well made it was and what it depicted and how right. far it went i love and, i love period pieces set in that time period as well and and the lead actress is quite easy on the eyes yeah oh she is and again the fucking devil all and, right pump, yeah. pump your fucking brakes for a minute right because she ain't no barbara crampton <laughs> not at 60 but we'll see we'll see we'll see when she's 60 yeah hey guys you know what just happened a minute ago? Nice. I, I synced up with somebody else. Ooh, Rickles. My number eight is Willy's Wonderland. Ooh, because Ooh, I love goofy are we, ass. Are we, are we, we are. I <laughs> synced up twice already. Because I love goofy ass animatronic robots and Nicolas Cage and pinball. <laughs> and I love watching Nicolas Cage do chores vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> And I love watching dumb teenagers get murked. So this movie is friggin' awesome. Crazy how you can sound dumb. It still sounds smarter than me. No. <laughs> Dude, Are you laughing, T? Nicholas Cage is a treasure, that man. Funny. Yeah. And and I, I said I said it on on our episode about this, but his beard is so straight in this movie. Like he must have used like a, a protractor, <laughs> protractor to shave it or something. Yeah. It's crazy. He's lined up, bro. Out there doing Pythagorean theorem on his beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, Nicholas Cage deserves that sort of academic. Uh, uh, <laughs> he really does. Like he deserves that sort of attention. He so, does. He's the best. Um, gem. He's so a, this this yeah. this this for me this is an eight straight up nice let's go double Super d fun. bring us into our number seven my number seven is werewolves within Ooh. Ooh. yep 
honorable mention of mine. So I'm just going to go ahead and take that off my list, but go ahead and carry on. New guy moves to town. I don't know if it's Alaska, Minnesota, Canada. It's all the same. <laughs> same thing. That hot chick from like the AT and T movie. I didn't know she was a hot movies. chick until this movie, but she is a hot chick. Yeah. So AT and T commercial girl. It's kind of like the thing where they're trying to guess who's the fucking werewolf. Who done it? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's funny. They pull it together. I'm gonna let you guys in on something. If I haven't said it in the previous episode. Any movie that is set in a good winter outdoor atmosphere setting automatically starts out as a three. And this movie yeah. is that category it for starts me. as a three. It starts as a, I mean, that's a three plus bonus bump right there. Right. Like everything, literally everything else can be shit yep. except that. And it, yeah. and it will it be a three be the at worst least. movie ever. But if it's got really good outdoor winter atmosphere, you're a three. Like if that's the one thing they it's got the right, one thing it's a three. three. Yep. The comedy <laughs> actually in this worked for me. I, I really, really enjoyed this. This is one of those where I think I rated this a seven and a half, and I saw it so early on that I wish I could have rewatched it because it might have been significantly higher. But unfortunately, yeah, it, this is one that I fell asleep and never fell asleep on and never got back to. Man, ooh. and I regret it now. Now hearing y'all talk about it. Because I feel I, I, I fell asleep early as shit. Like I so. really really like this movie. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny and it's got some good twists. Like it a lot. It does. It, you know what? I, I'm so happy we had. We went from Wolf of Snow Hollow to Werewolf Within. Like keep them coming. These are such fun movies. Hell they're yeah! It's the same movie and because they're the same tone, they're a fun comedy horror. But they've got that good reveal, that good twist. You know, there's solid acting. The comedy works. I love it. And a lot of people out there probably don't know, but this is actually based off of a video game. So here's an example oh, of a good movie Which that is, was based off a video game. The video game is based off a true story, too. Yep. Except there are zombies in the original. I heard With that. vampires and werewolves. Nice. And but anyways, would you, uh, would you rate that, Double D? Yeah. A niner. I uh, le- left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner, five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Niner, niner. Moving on to Boss Tuna's number seven. This is a movie that I have never even... It's not on anybody's list. I've never heard a single person talk about it. It won't be on any of your guys' lists. And I would reckon a guess that virtually nobody has seen it. And this is one of those movies where when Bastuda goes scrounging, I mean, I am swimming through the shit up <laughs> my neck. Like Andy Dufresne. Good zombie movie. Every once in a while, you come across one. And I am not going to pitter-patter around this. I'm just going to tell you right now, this one is called Republic Z. This is included free on Prime. This movie has so much going for it. And one of the things I want to highlight right off the bat is that it's actually, let me double check something here because I think there's something. Okay. I was going to say, I thought it was Ukrainian in origin, but it's actually Russian, but it's Russian. um, I don't know what you'd call them to be honestly politically correct, but they're they're Indians basically in Russia, okay. like Native American type Indians. Right. So 
they're the indigenous, yes, of of Russia. But this this is a gem that I found. Basically, it, it's a few years after a zombie outbreak. There's three survivors that try to make their way from a shelter in the woods to a city, and it's it's oh, I, it's it's hard to okay. So first off, I'll say is is you're gonna have to read subtitles on it, but the movie has got it's it's got a good story. It's got characters that are relatable but they're fun and it's it's got some really good kills it's got good gore effects i was really happy with it it it's it keeps you engaged and it keeps you there's enough that goes on to keep you from kind of wandering off uh if you will Uh, I, i don't think rickles will fall asleep in this one it's really short this one's like 87 minutes long but Republic Z, it's a free movie. It's done well. It, it's it's different too because it's shot in Russia and you've got a different landscape. So it's different mm-hmm. from a lot of the movies that you're going to see out there. So just the visuals, the production. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, not the production. The um, uh, the set design is going to be enough where it's different enough where it'll keep you engaged. But Republic Z, very good movie. That's the first of maybe more zombie movies that are going to be on my list. And oh. Republic Z is an eight out of 10. I'm going to have to check that one out. I, I like, I like Russian films, man. Oh, movies. Hold on. Now I need to drink again. Ooh, ooh. Uh-huh. Hey, it's, it's, I, I said film <clears throat> times, but this is an episode where you can make that exception. <laughs> my number seven, the nightmare isn't over as unstoppable killer. Michael Myers. It's trap and continues his ritual bloodbath in Haddonfield. That's right. Directed by David Gordon Green, Halloween Kills is my number fucking seven. This is the best Michael Myers since the original. He's so brutal with a sense of style. I think this movie's got like great kills, and it's over the top. It's hilarious. Evil dies tonight. Evil okay. dies tonight. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. <laughs> it's just it's it and it's kind of cosmic. I'm just it's saying. the best. It's the blind best. idiot god reborn oh. reborn in a maelstrom of all four elements. <laughs> yes, bitch. This is Michael Myers just fucking being the darkest, most brutal, and this movie being the silliest, most fun. Right. <laughs> this movie is so silly and so dumb and so fun, and I, it's my second favorite after the original. Oh. Nine out of ten for Halloween Kills. That's my number seven. I love it. I, oh, I, yeah. I think it's fucking awesome. I won't Excellent go into all the, all the spoilers. Yes, it could suffer from the like oh it's the middle of the trilogy you know syndrome but right for me this is the movie that picked it the fuck up man like this is this is it this is the shit you know it's funny because you hear people saying like well this is a movie that doesn't fit in this series it didn't need to be there i'm like how can you say that when you haven't even seen the fucking third movie so but this this one gets I, I, i love this movie yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, a different direction from the first movie, but I mean, like, well, I mean, it's cares? a different it's direction, fun. but it's still, it's still in the, it's it's still going in the like, same spot, if you will. Right, right. But it, w- it, would you rate that one, Tibu? Nine out of ten. Nice, nice. Rickles, bring us home. Okie dokie for my number seven. 
Directed by Timo Stamboel. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. That checks out. I think I actually went to middle school with this guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so this is a movie about people being terrorized at an orphanage. <laughs> this is called Queen of Black Magic. Yes, it is. Hella rad Indonesian film. Fucking great special effects. Great special effects. This is kind of like... The bus is it, creepy as fuck. Yeah, th- this is also oh. kind of Evil Dead in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of Hellraiser there at the end. Oh. Um, it, it's 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 got some nasty body horror. It, it, it's a lot of fucking fun, man. Like this <laughs> this movie's fucking rad. It's dark as fuck. It's a remake. Yeah. Um, the OG's way different, but it's 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 tight too. But this one is is a lot fucking better. <laughs> this movie is worth your time hands down go watch it if you it like is, it is. if 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 you like like again you i'm like going movies, back to go watch it right yeah <laughs> especially if you like if you like you know brutal shit and dirty gross shit and awesome shit then definitely go check out queen of black magic because it's an 8.5 nice <laughs> we're almost to our top five we're at Number six, and Drunk yeah. Darius is going to kick us off. I will carry you. <laughs> I have the dark and wicked. Uh, wait, what? Wait, is that last year? That was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was that was. Damn it! It, it was. It, it's. I think on Shutter it says 2021, but yeah, they. they it they, was. They, yeah. I can't stand that shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's every movie I watch, I have COVID, to fucking go through and see when it was yeah. wide release. <laughs> anyway, no, just just keep, keep going. No, yeah, no, do Dark and the Wicked. Do no, Dark and the Wicked. No, 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 do Dark and the Wicked because that was okay. on. I think every one of our lists last year. It was. Yeah, it was. It fucking was okay. on all of all right, our lists. Right. <laughs> you had to you had to rent it, but it yeah, it landed on Shutter. It was like a Shutter original, like in February of of this last year. But anyways, keep right. going. Okay. Number six, I have Dark and the Wicked. <laughs> Couple kids come home, or kids, now adults, come to see their dying dad, and their mom says, don't come home. Mm-hmm. It's all haunted and shit. That mama, poof. Yeah. I, I am not, possession, haunting, supernatural type movies are not typically my jam, but I said this to Mark Nato, I think, in our last episode with him, that done properly they're the scariest oh, movies yeah. out there this movie is and so scary, emotional man but it's it's got some scenes that are just outright haunting and they stick with you mm-hmm. yeah you're like i don't believe in that shit and then you just hear a noise like but right 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 like, oh, but what if yeah i don't i don't believe in that shit but if i talk about it too much then i suddenly have to look behind yeah. my my shoulder every every 30 seconds yeah like your tempting <laughs> great pick what's your rating on that uh 8.5 nice yeah boss tuna's number six movie of 2021 is about a small research team that went below the surface to find out what secret the world's deepest borehole was hiding Whoa. and oh yeah i mean <sighs> this whole oh, it, it's bigger than than rickle's mom's hole this you can fit so many people. 
Uh, <laughs> mind is the greatest threat in history. This also is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm gonna give my Tibu impression and say this is cosmic as fuck. Yeah. Has yeah, anybody else is. seen this? Shit. Huh? Has anybody else seen this? It. It was so close. If not for Crampton's left titty, it no. would be on my list. Yes, it was. I think it was it her left. Yeah, it was her left titty. Yeah. <laughs> if it was the right titty, it probably wouldn't be. But right, left titty is. Yeah, you got. Since it. it was the left. Yep. What about you, Tibu? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. The He's talking deep. about the super deep, bro. I'm sorry oh. if I didn't mention it. The super. Oh deep. no! Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. The super oh, deep is yeah. class tuna's number six. Did you? You did Holy see it? Holy crap! Yes. I did yeah, not I did. expect it to be this high. I didn't think no, it was going to be on your I. list, bro. Yeah, wow. I did not at all either. Russia is fucking killing it. With, yeah, they are, with, man. They're killing somebody. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, shit. They're, oh, they're, oh, yeah, oh, too soon? Oh. <laughs> but no, last year Sputnik was on my list. I mean, they're props, man. Props. It, it basically follows a research team. You've got a scientist. You've got military people. It's it's actually not all that different from Sputnik, except it takes place underground. What really kind of, I mean, this this one is directed by Arseni Suen, which fuck, I don't even know. Nobody's really going to know who that guy is. He, he doesn't really have anything that I think normal people would recognize, but it's got a lot of people that have names that are super difficult to uh, pronounce. But what drew me in and just generally movies like this, it's that claustrophobic type helplessness kind of end of the world ish type stuff, but very well done. It's very tense. Um, It's, it's, there's anxiety that builds up and it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's I'll, I'll cross this one off of my honorable mention list because yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, and, and the ending is, yeah, the ending really, really kind of, it goes there and it, it, it ramps it up hardcore, yeah. but still, I mean, there's, there's action elements of it. it. It keeps you engaged, but yeah, just the, the, the kind of helplessness of being that far underground is just, Ooh, that, that, that stuff just gets to me. They, there's up in Northern Minnesota, it's called the Sedan underground mine. It's a mine that's a mile underground. Right. You'll see it as a tourist, and it's so far underground that the University of Minnesota does experiments down there with, um, oh, not a super reactor. What's the what's the the crap that spins around and uh, the collider? The, uh, the, the, they, they do like particle some kind of collider. Yeah, the, the large, hadron collider. The large, the large hadron collider. Yes, they yeah. do experiments down there because it's so far underground that it's it can't be interfered with any type of like technology or anything like that but anyways i've gone down there a handful of times and just the anxiety i feel of being because i mean if something happens you're fucking dead like just you know a couple weeks ago that one kid fell in a in a in a well and died after five days i couldn't get him out that well is like 100 feet deep you're talking 5,280 feet deep you're you're fucked but anyways the super deep that one is my number six and we are getting away from the eights and people laugh at me with my quarter points, but I'm going 8.25 because 
I like it better than Republic Z, but not quite as much as my number five. It's I am so stoked that this is on your list, man. Yes, love it. Oh, so love it. Such Yo. it's so cosmic, and 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 I fucking love body horror. So I also hate body horror. So like, <laughs> this is great for me. <laughs> my number six, reeling from the unexpected death of her husband, Beth is left all alone in the lakeside home that he built for her. Soon, she starts to uncover secrets from her deceased husband's past. This is The Night Night House, directed by David Bruckner, who he's been on a roll, by the way. And this movie is a nine and a half out of ten. Damn, son! Amazing mystery playing out throughout the whole film. And at the end, it gets cosmic. Just saying. But... Oh, shit. But this movie hit me on a very personal level right now in my life mm-hmm. at the same time. So I have to say that. But there's a song that keeps repeating throughout the film that, man, it's it's ingrained. Like, it's in my memory now. Like, it, it it's this movie... This movie is like I'm gonna revisit this again and again. No Nine and a half out of ten. I think it could go up. But uh my number six is the night house. Love nice. it. Nice. Everyone's talking about this movie, but it just seems dreadful to me, man. It is. It's dreadful. I don't want to watch dreadful shit. It is all the time. It's it's, it, it's rough. It's Sometimes rough. you do though. Sometimes you do, and this is one of those exceptions that you got to make. Number six for Rickles. As the world searches for a cure to a disastrous virus, a scientist and a park mm. scout venture deep in the forest for a routine equipment run. Sounds like yes. we've heard this before. Yes. This, this is a crazy character story. Yeah. It's survival horror. It's cosmic horror. My favorite character. It's folk horror. My favorite character is that crazy guy in the woods. Yeah, Zach's the best. Yeah. It's directed by Ben Wheatley. Um, It's psychedelic. It's fucking weird. And it's, like you said, like it's claustrophobic because you're so helpless. But it's... Like uh, Tibu said, it's that blending of science and mythology and, and, and folk horror and, and cosmic horror. And it just just fucking super splooges all over the place. And when you couple that with good sound design and good acting and good character writing and fucking amazing imagery that makes me feel like I'm going to have an epileptic stroke. Well, when you do that, you're going to get yourself a fucking nine out of ten. From In me. the earth, if we haven't mentioned it already. In the earth. In the earth. That's right. In the earth. Nine out of ten. This movie. Holy shit. This was a more recent watch for me. And I was like, well, you know, yeah, fuck a recency bias. Right up there. <laughs> nice. So Nice. Hey, uh, Drunk Darius, guess what? What? We are in our top five. What do you got for number five, bud? All right, I got Don't Breathe number two. Hey, yo. I'm assuming everyone listening has watched the first one. 
I actually haven't. So okay, then I yeah. won't say much. But I've seen it's, the first one and the second one. It scripts the flip for a little bit, and then maybe it it's not gonna go back. Flip. It scripts the flip, and then it the later on it comes back slip. and it scripts yep. the slip, and then it flips. The <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was gonna be coming an action movie, but it it doesn't. It doesn't. You know what? I actually did watch this, and it was a double bill. I watched this and Candy, because they were in the theater at the same time. I watched Don't Breathe 2 and then Candyman the same day in the theater. And I actually did enjoy this one. I I know a lot of people didn't like it, and it wasn't really talked about, but it's a, a lot of people had a problem with the direction it went and portraying Stephen Lang's character, which I didn't, because I love it. He's he's always bad. And he's always good. Like, you don't know. yeah, but I mean, if you, I mean, we can't really discuss it too much because the first one would be giving spoilers right, away. Right. But but you don't know if he's good or bad, right? Yeah, but no, I mean, overall, it was it was good. I I, I mean, if we can set aside, here, here's what I think about this one. If you judge this movie on its own merits. I think that it's a pretty solid movie. I mean, I think I came in with um, like a six and a half or a seven on this one. Uh, I did enjoy it. And I've been meaning to watch both of them for so long because yeah. in my Stephen Lang can do no wrong in my opinion. So he's a stud, dude. He is a yeah. stud. Yeah. Ever say it's funny because I'd never heard of him until Avatar back in oh nine. S- same. Yeah. Like I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Turns out he's a nat- turns out he's a treasure. He's a real gem. Yeah. Badass, yeah. He seems yeah. like that old drill sergeant from early Ermy. Ermy, Ermy. No, are you talking about the old drill sergeant? Yeah, from from uh, like Black Sheep and fucking uh, yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, Full yeah, Metal Jacket, right? Yep, yeah. yep. He's like the new version of him. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, Early Ermy's the fucking, fucking man, bro. His uh, character, Devil or uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, right? Early Ermy's a sheriff in that. No, uh, in 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 the uh, Devil's Rejects, the, 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 no Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw remake. God damn, oh, I couldn't yes, get it out. Texas. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah. I don't care how you feel about the remake, but but it's the best. That remake goddamn character. Yeah, you heard that, me the first. The remake's pretty good, dude. It, I, I agree. Fuck, I think yeah. it's I think it's amazing. Personally, yeah. I mean, you've got Jessica Biel, Arlie, Daniel Pearl, dude. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, anyways, anyway. Oh, anyways. we just we just piss a lot of people off, but I don't care. Okay, Hell yeah. Uh, anyways, would you rate that? Would you rate Don't Breathe Two? D, uh, double D. Oh, I'll give it an 8.3.5. 8.3.5. Same score as number eleven. <laughs> Nobody's counting. What's funny is like it took me forever to realize what was wrong with that. <laughs> hey we are at boss tuna's number five and we are going to get into some movies that i don't think anyone's really going to be surprised about we had already talked about this movie and Uh-oh. i'll bet you guys ain't gonna figure out which one it is but this was a movie that i had known about for a long time coming down the pike and i had very very high expectations i knew it was a gonna be good because the director cannot do bad in my book he's a noise and the director is zach snyder and he oh. directed one of my all-time favorite whoa I mean, movies ever well i said one of them all right 
I've got like 15 all-time favorite zombie movies, all right? So so get your No, pen. but I'm surprised by the pick. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, Army of the Dead. This movie was so fun. This, I saw, okay, fans of the show, you guys know I don't do rewatches very often. I just don't have time. If I'm, if I'm watching 100 movies a year, I might have watched only 120 movies all year of every genre. I just, you know, I don't watch TV. It's my free time is either outdoor stuff kids or you know hockey stuff i i mean when it comes to entertainment it's either video games or horror movies i watched this movie about four times this year and it was just one i watched the the director's commentary like three times this is one of those where i would just put on if i was like laying on the couch or i was trying to take a nap or i just had a few minutes like i had 45 minutes to kill it's it's a lot of fun. The zombie. This is what you would expect out of a high budget, high production value, very well directed, well shot. the The CGI was phenomenal for the most part. The tiger kind of sucked for me, but overall, it was, is, it was serviceable. Though. Yeah, it was serviceable, but again, I mean. We, I don't know. At the same time, when you when you when you've got you know Zack Snyder money, and, right? You know, it could have been better, but again, clout, I mean, rather. I mean, if we're being honest, the only movies that have perfect CGI are the ones that cost a billion dollars, like the Avengers ones. But it was overall it was done really well. Most people don't know that like ninety percent of the busted down Las Vegas was all CGI. I mean, they had like a little bit of the 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 main set but it was all cgi it looked pretty well Damn. yeah it looked really good like, yeah. i didn't think it was all cgi no i mean 90 percent of it was all cgi they might have like they they were standing on a busted piece of concrete but everything else wow. every building when the helicopter is flying through that was all cgi that that opening awful. was was really fucking rad yeah. <laughs> i think they ran out of money i think the very last thing they had to film was the tiger and they ran out of <laughs> they're like oh yeah all right let's let's yeah no but anyways um it's it's a high production value zombie movie that's pimped out by netflix so it's gonna be what you expect which is pretty good this the story was yeah it was all right but what really got me was everything else as far as i mean it's zombies it's good acting it's great kills and that that's my number five. I mean, that made my top five of the year. That's an eight and a half out of ten. Hell yeah! And coming in at my number five uh, is a story centered around Madison, who is haunted by shocking scenes of grisly murders, and her torment only worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact a terrifying reality. I'm talking about a film directed by James Wan. <laughs> fucking this is the b horror movie <laughs> awesomeness let's go yeah, it took, is. that took me by surprise because i thought i was getting into another blumhouse horror movie you know run front uh how you say that the expression run, uh by the number. run of the mill run of the mill by the numbers i was trying to combine those Which two was. just to let you know I'm which out, bud. Not, which it was, what? I'm out. That was one of my picks for you. Yeah. No, yeah. which which it was run of the mill. Not very good. James Wan's overrated. But keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, a Zack Snyder movie, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> explain. Explain to me how this movie is run of the mill. 
I can't even go into the I can't go into I'm the details with It's not run of the mill, but I was very this 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 was gonna make my biggest disappointments list. Well Oof. shame on you for not seeing the the fucking the 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 writing between the, the lines, man. Just this movie is fucking balls to the wall, out of control, doesn't care about what you expect or what the plot make what makes sense. Fuck all that. This movie is just fun. Unadulterated fun like Halloween kills. This movie is just fun to the max. And beautifully shot, well acted, treated seriously, by the way. Like the whole plot's stupid, but the whole but everyone in the film treats it so seriously that it's like this is the best. This is great. It it is. That that station scene was so bad that I was like, it's "So great! It's oh, the best! Was, it's the best!" Seen a horror movie before, dude? I just, it just, I was just like, like eye rollingly, like I can't believe. But they're being obvious. They're, it's a homage to fucking horror fans. Like I can't. I and and the Matrix. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, I was getting serious Matrix vibes. Bringing the Matrix into this fucking turd cycle. Oh my God. I literally um, walked out of the theater backwards after watching that movie. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Literally walked down the steps and everything backwards. But you know, go, no, go, this, continue. This this movie is a nine and a half out of ten, if not a ten out of ten. Yeah. It, it's close. It's close. Um, I'm giving oh. that. I mean, I did rate this like in the seven, six and a half or seven, maybe, but good for you. Well, hey, hey, buds, uh, I'm out for both of y'all. And I, I had this as one of my picks for both of y'all's number ones. For me too. I, I did because I thought maybe you were you were doing a red herring thing when you were talking shit on it. I was like, I, I wonder if he secretly like loves the fuck out of this movie. So I know yeah. he wasn't gonna love this movie. He don't love this shit. He's, he's non-secretly shit. a piece of shit. No, when oh, I tell fuck. you guys my number one, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> well, we'll I'm see. I, I, I'm out for for uh, Blood Red Sky, but I've got two others. I've so. got two others. Yeah, same. Well, you're gonna get one of them for sure. All right, uh, Ricky, what's your number five? Oh snap! It's my turn. Number five. Hey guys. Um. Hey guys. Y'all Ricky. know what? Do y'all know what tonight is? Um, Tonight is the night that evil dies. <laughs> okay. Good. Tonight's the fucking night that evil dies. You understand? Evil <laughs> dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. I just got to say, I got the right podcast host if all three of you have this on your list. That, that makes <laughs> me happy. Best, man. It's the fucking it's best. The, Let me not the, stop Ricky. It's, it's the fucking best. Okay. It's. What happens when horror fans have money to make horror movies? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's fucking rad. Fuck uh, them, people that don't get it, uh, fuck them. You know, fuck let, them, them. let them just stay mad. It, it's a blast. <laughs> this, movie, this movie's so much fun. It's kind of cosmic. Yeah. Hella violent. It, 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 it's oh, great. Yeah. Everything's kind of cosmic, but you know, this is this is the best. It's the yeah. best. Evil dies tonight. It's Halloween kills, by the way. 
Fucking nine out of ten, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Double D, what do you got for number four? I have Super Host. Yeah. Hey. Like Most of yeah. my list is just fun shit. Hell yeah, bro. So, that movie's fun as fuck. Double get Airbnb. When I first started watching it, I was like, is this bad acting or if it's intentional? I don't know, but <laughs> by the end, it was pretty, it was fun, but also the main killer is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, Shutter. yeah. yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's, 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 oh, Barbara Crampton, again, by the way, has oh, a man. role in this movie. Who the fuck is Okay, <clears throat> have you seen Reanimator? <clears throat> I got to clear my throat here because I, I'm so shocked right now. <laughs> that double D doesn't know who the fuck Barbara Crampton is, and he's on a horror podcast. Have you seen Reanimator? Oh, okay. You do your Barbara Crampton research, and I will chat a little bit about this. You need to go watch a whole bunch of. Um, uh, <laughs> Start off with Reanimator. Is there boobies in it? Oh, she's oh. she shows her boobs in probably two thirds of the movies. So we can see some 1980s tornadoes going on. Yeah, she looks really good in Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, she does. Let's uh let let's Stuart Gordon. I was drawing a blank. You need to go watch a bunch of Stuart Gordon movies, bro. <laughs> let's let's reel it in here. Superhost, really good movie. It, it's funny because there's a handful of movies in the last couple of years that are basically playing on the whole. There's a lot of subcontacts with social media, and this is one of them. TikTok is a big one, and you yeah these this couple gets at Airbnb and they've got a quote-unquote super host and you know right off the bat that she's kind of crazy but it unravels <laughs> at the end and it's it, it makes for a pretty fun third third act it's a fun quick movie it is and, yep. like, you don't have to take it too seriously hell yeah you that, recognize that... barbara crampton now yeah that is bay let me see mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> no i don't know who she is dude what is she in reanimator castle freak from beyond uh oh, you're still wife. here from jacob's wife so uh, that's her from I know you just talked about from, okay now i'm reanimator once you showed her from like here down are we recording so you show me titty pics right now yep yeah i'm gonna edit around all this he's video. keeping it in <laughs> no no i'm not you're not keeping it oh you can't no. keep that in no, Damn. and then and then just tag Barbara Crampton exactly. in there on Instagram. We call her Bobby. Okay, Double D, what was your rating on Superhost again? Six point nine. A six point nine out of ten for Barbara Crampton. I mean, for Superhost. All right. <laughs> Fuck to the yeah. Boss Tuna's number four is another zombie movie. And I am going to give you guys an opportunity to guess which one it could be. I'll guess uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Ding, ding, motherfucking ding. Uh, This one is the other one that I went in knowing for a fact that I was going to like it. And the reason that I had such high hopes is I was reading stuff on it, which I typically don't. I was trying to stay away from spoilers, but... For those that don't know, I grew up with these games. So the original Resident Evil came out in 1997 and I was in seventh grade. So I was, you know, just got my PlayStation. 
I, I, I was living this game. This is all nostalgia. And when I was reading that the director was making this movie for the fans, that he was being very particular to the game. He was going to have a lot in the game translate to the movie. I knew for a fact I was going to like it. I am also a fan of the Mila Jovovich mm-hmm. series, or, or I should say, um, you know, Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil, but this one, if there's one quote I saw on this one that said this was 100% made for the fans, and it's true. This movie was another one that I saw about three or four times this year, and it's anyone that's a fan of the game, you're going to like this. This is made for you. the The acting is a little weak with a couple characters, including the guy that plays Leon. I didn't really like how that played out, but I mean, the opening of this game, the first 10 minutes is literally right out of Resident Evil 2 with the trucker and the cheeseburger. And I I mean, it was so nostalgic. This game is dripping with nostalgia and I really enjoyed this movie or this movie. Sorry. Yeah. I've, I've just, I mean, I, I could do boner push-ups on the table right now. I know. You love it. You love oh, it. And by the way, I want to say I'm out on my second pick. Yeah, same. Number one. Yeah. No, this, yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie. It, it was very well done. I, I'm just really glad to see that this. I can't fault this movie in that this is exactly what I expected. I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm only coming in at an eight and a half out of this. And it's because I thought that the acting was a little weak in spots, but just there's certain parts of this movie that I really did like. And there are certain parts that were a little bit slow, you know, the part with the the little girl I thought could have been done differently. But, you know, when Jill goes to see uh, her brother at his house and it's raining out, I, I thought that sequence was phenomenal. I mean, that was a 10 out of 10 with just the atmosphere and, the uh, the 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 neighbor looking through the window and you okay something's going on something's gonna happen uh that whole scene with the neighbor coming in and with the kid that was super gripping i loved the stars members and how they kind of played together but there was a couple things i mean i'm nitpicking but anyways i don't want to ramble on we're doing mini reviews here resident evil welcome to raccoon city boss tuna's uh number four and that's an eight and a half out of ten my number four features siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrecting an ancient alien overlord. Using a magical amulet, they force this monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogues gallery of intergalactic assassins to their small town suburbia. This is directed by the same guy who made The Void, all right? <laughs> Steven Kostansky. This is my first 10 out of 10 Coming in at number four is Psycho Gorman. Yeah, you this got four movie, tens. You're you're a wild man. Well, this I'm movie, out, bud. I'm this out. This movie, dude. this movie is fucking amazing. If you love yeah. Power Rangers, <laughs> if you love gore, that's all I'm going to say about it because I know it's coming up again. So I'm just going to leave it there. Psycho Gorman. I'll I'll save comments for later. But yeah, number four, Psycho Gorman. I'm out. I, yeah, I'm out on that. Wrote bud. Down. I wrote down one movie for all four of you. And the one movie I wrote down for Tibu was Psycho Goreman and I'm out. Damn. And I'm actually flabbergasted that it was yeah. here. And I'm trying to. It stayed, it stayed at number one for so long. Yeah. 
Rickles. Number four, guys. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Uh, uh, uh. <clears throat> Jack, a man desperate to improve his life, throws away his beloved childhood stuffed animal, Benny. <laughs> it's a move that has disastrous consequences when Benny springs to life with deadly intentions. Now check this, this out. My, this is my number two for you, by the way. I was going to say, this is my number two for Tibu. Uh, <laughs> he's got it. Actual yeah. Benny doll. Yeah. <laughs> An actual, so for our listeners that were wondering what the fuck just happened in the last 10 seconds, uh, Rickles has an actual Benny doll. Hit it again. Yeah. And, and he talked. Hold on. Let me let me get him back. Hold on. I'm hitting the wrong. I'm pressing the wrong hand. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. So, uh, again, I want to preface this with I love stupid shit. And this cute little stupid stuffed animal murdering and stuff is the best. Um, I gotta be honest. I never. I have not seen it. Didn't it, didn't get to watch it. Benny it, loves it, you. Benny no. loves you. Oh, you didn't it's, even see it, and I had this as your number two. It's directed by Carl Holt, and it's comedy horror, in my opinion, at its finest. There's a lot of um, fun references to other movies, like there's references to Aliens and and Terminator and all these things and it, it, it's it's just a really fun time it's it's a lot of fun you know the the best and most interesting fact about this is the director was also the lead actor and did everything with this movie that's right yeah he he just did the whole thing the whole and, thing yep yeah it's really really wow. rad it's low budget for sure. It's it's a British film, I believe. Yeah, it's low budget, but it, it's yeah. it's low budget, high class. Yeah, that's maybe that's my motto. <laughs> low budget, high class. Very nice, Rickles. Very nice. We are moving into our top three, and Double D, bring us in with your number three. All right, my third one is called Plopper. Huh? Plopper. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. A less than attractive, down on his luck aquarium cleaner. One day he runs into a male who asks him to look after his precious precious fish while he's away on business. However, he wrecks the house, needs quick money to repair it. The only way he can make sure is to become a gigolo himself. Taking on an unusual mix of female clients, he encounters a couple problems. He falls in love with one of his unusual clients and a sleazy police officer. What's it it's called? Hot on his trail. Plopper? Yeah. You never heard of Plopper? No. P-L-O-P-P-E-R? I haven't heard of it either. There's three Ps? I'm trying to look this up right now. Because so many fucking Popper. Ps. Three Ps, dude. <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper? Dude, dude, I can't find it. Does it come up under another... Name no, or that was fucking Deuce Bigelow, you fucked hard. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you guys already took out two of my top three. I'll say Quiet Place 2 is pretty good. I hated the first one, but oh, you hated the first one, no shit. But oh, I didn't hate it, I just don't think they're really horror movies. But with what we got this year is entertaining enough. 
sequel to the first one still directed by john krasinski he's in it too in flashbacks a little bit i'll tell you what this one's not on my list it's not on my honorable mentions but i still rated it fairly high and i will say that if i i would probably give a nine and a half to for the movie overall no if i could see the first 10 minutes of this movie stretched out into a 90 minute movie yeah it just cuts oh my god that 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 opening sequence that opening scene with them at the ball field because that, that was done so well because if you think about it yeah we watch a lot of movies and we're you know we're we're in the know when it comes to the kind of shit but that's the crazy put your put yourself in the same situation in a real life scenario where you're sitting at a baseball field and you're seeing what looks like alien fucking ships or or comets come by you're you're you, you know people will be looking and they it's just that one thing where everyone's going to be looking at the next person waiting for someone to freak out or someone to brush it off and then it's just going to be herd mentality if someone starts freaking out yelling and screaming then you're going to be all fucked if someone brushes it off the 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 first 10 15 minutes of this movie i i rate like a 10 out of 10 and i would give anything to see like a prequel prequel where you you, the movie covers a first day that would oh my god that gives me just my boner's got a boner just thinking about how good that movie could be (laughs) you guys dome an eight-year-old with a baseball bat if they turn into a zombie totally Ooh, if I hundred percent knew it, was can I have zombie? your permission if you become a zombie to shoot you in the face? Absolutely. You don't need. Okay. I would recommend it. You have mine too. I'm going to send you a DocuSign that lets you uh, legally give us permission. Yeah, yeah, no okay. problem. Good. All right, so we are getting into the top three, and what I will say is the next two movies, my number three and number two pick are the two movies I have been most excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. Out of everyone on my list, including my number one, my number three and number two pick have been, I've just been chomping at the bit, wanting to, like, I, I so badly wanted to call you guys and be like, hey, let's talk about these movies. But, you know, we can't because we didn't do the episode yet. But mm-hmm. both of these movies, I feel, would very very much so benefit from a long discussion breakdown and my number three movie is what i'll say is fringe horror but overall it fits in the category but a lot of it doesn't if that makes sense in the first act and a half maybe two acts but this is the movie that left me deflated it was the biggest gut punch. I mean, you're the end of the movie has you standing wearing no pants on your legs apart and you're just waiting for that kick in the nuts and you know what's coming and you can't do anything about it. And that movie is called Silent Night. Silent Night is my number three pick. That's coming in at an eight and a half. So this is following a group of friends with their kids and they're staying at a country cottage and you oh god i i I am going to go ahead and say that do not look this up do not look anything about it let's just say that a group of friends meet over christmas at a cottage to um celebrate and some shit goes down 
And the end of the movie is very, it's a very dark movie. There's a lot of comedy in it. The first part of this movie is a drama comedy, but the last act really scripts the flip as double mm-hmm. D would say, mm-hmm. but I would crisscross where you backwards. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to leave it at that because I know that a lot of people haven't seen this movie and I haven't seen it on a lot of lists. Uh, have any of you guys seen Silent Night? I, I haven't, no. No, I have not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, check this out. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of weird because it's comedic. It's got levity to it in the beginning, but overall it's so dark. Oof. Gut punch, kick in the nuts. Oof. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. I'll be I, checking. I, I love those in a in a, a, a horrible yeah. hate them way. So yes, no, I, I really want to talk more about it, but I feel like I'm gonna do everybody a favor and just saying that it's it's worth checking out. So Silent Night, I gave that an eight and a half. And honestly, I've been thinking about this movie so much since I gave that rating that even though this is one I haven't rewatched, I oof, part of me wants to come up to pertinent or nine on it so oh damn i don't know this one this one might be a nine honestly because it's it's i'm i'm, I'm thinking about so much shit going on right now that yeah it's, call it a christmas movie <laughs> yeah i sure would it's a christmas garbage movie. day yeah Tyler and i check it out I, I i really hope you three will at least check it out so we can have a conversation on it but i definitely will. let's just go ahead and just call that a nine Let's scribble that out. Silent Night, nine out of ten. Yep. From Boston. Boom. Hell yeah. My number three has been mentioned already by Mr. Rickles. A family travels into a rural Indonesian town to meet and visit with friends at an orphanage where they will all grow up together. Where they all grow up together, rather. However, sinister and terrifying events soon befall them, and a hidden darkness looms over their fate. Directed by that chemo Stambuol person. Yeah. This is Queen of Black Magic. This is folk horror. Black Magic. Yeah. Awesome special effects. Awesome fucking scares. This movie genuinely Creep creeped fuck. me the fuck out. Creeped me out and gave me magic kills. Magic kills. Where Black Magic was infusing everything in this movie and the <laughs> the ending look when you have sh- when you have motherfuckers levitating all right, right i'm d- i'm done i'm done this is a 10 out of 10 this movie's fucking awesome yeah this Paul. is a recommendation from from rickles and i i again i had psycho gorman at my number one for so long and i saw this movie and i was like oh shit Dang. This speaks to me on a whole different level. So, number three, Queen of Black Magic, 10 out of 10. Love it. What can you watch it on? Shutter? It's on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. yeah. With, with the OG, which I have not seen yet, but I want to. That brings me to my number three. Hey, guys, you know what time it is aside from 1.20 in the morning where I'm at? It's time to cut out the cancer because we're about to talk about malignant directed by James Wan. Motherfuckers be named James 
and they one person. What's up with that? How are you going to have a plural name and you one fucking person? James is is James is is Juan malignant. Uh, <laughs> everything that we that that really needs to be said about it has already been said. This is like if you dumped essentially if you dumped millions of dollars into Frank Henenlotter's hand when he was trying to make basket case or Frank you know, and Hooker, or Frank and Hooker. exactly it, it, it's it's just a, a hella red B movie with a good production and a bunch of money behind it I did feel I did feel the police station scene was a, a oh. little whack Oh no! I, I felt like it was a little whack. Thank which you is, for validating and making no, me feel like no. I'm crazy. But all in, I mean, all in all, this this is a nine nine point five out of ten. The only reason that it's not a ten is because I didn't like some of the more actiony sequences in the later yeah. half. Also, like one of the big things with me too was it's and and i i don't dislike this movie by any means i i honestly i think it came in like a seven seven and a quarter maybe seven and a half of this movie so i mean i liked it but just seeing people blow it yeah just feel like well you know i'm not trying to play devil's advocate but part of it is is the whole story aspect is you you right away i was wondering i was like why did she survive the first encounter so you're going through the whole movie so there is and that might just right it's very predictable like it 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 telegraphs from the very beginning yeah so when people are saying they didn't see it coming i'm like man get out of here (laughs) yeah it's it's goofy fun for me it was just it was just a fun time i saw it in theater me and my wife liked it we had fun uh i walked out of the theater backwards and people were laughing at me because I'm a dummy. Got to be, you got to watch it. I love that shit. <laughs> I love that. Very nice. Shit so and fucking much. what would you give that one, uh, Rickles? That's a nine point five, bud. Nice, bud. Oh, and a lot of people talk shit about the weapon. I thought the weapon was really cool. What's the the, the sharpened uh, trophy thing, uh, award oh, thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was rad. Like this had like some really no cool visuals. Yeah, a lot of people saying like that's a lame ass weapon. Like, no, man, that thing's cool. Like, it had like some giallo elements and like just some really cool camera work and just. My God, I hundred percent forgot. I'm sorry to backtrack all the way. We're gonna go back real quick. You said giallo, and this reminded me. My number, my number fifteen pick was Cherry Picker, aka Ankle Biters. It was the one about the NHL player that retired the comedy horror with the kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm watching this movie and, and I am by no means an Italian horror maestro, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, God, why am I getting, I'm watching a low budget Canadian horror movie about a former hockey player and kids and shit going down. That's a comedy. And I'm like, why am I getting Suspiria uh, score vibes from it? At the end of the movie, I did some research. The guy that fucking scored this movie was a musician that was part of the symphony or whatever and worked with Goblin for Suspiria. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, dude. It's fucking, okay. it's awesome. The score is so good on this. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I watched the whole movie and I'm like, that something's, 
I was writing my review on Letterboxd and I'm like writing it and I had to redo it four times. I'm like, call me crazy, but I swear I got the Suspiria vibes out of it. But anyways, I'm so glad you said that Giallo. Yeah. That's another reason to check out that cherry pickers. It's, it's the score is phenomenal. It's like some 75 year old guy fucking scoring. (laughs) He's probably like retired and is like a neighbor to the cabin that they were like, Oh, do you want to score this? It it almost doesn't. Just by happenstance, he got sense, involved. It, it, oh, it was so good. So That was your number 15 pick, right? That was my number 15, yep. Cherry Pickers okay. or, or Ankle Biter. I don't know what it goes by. I'm going to check it out. This sounds red. <laughs> yep. All right, we are the number two pick. Double D, what do you got, bud? All right, you guys already talked about my first and second ones. What's number two? Psycho Gorman. <laughs> Double D. Which is awesome. If you ever look yeah, Power Rangers in the nineties, it's that, but awesome. Yep. I have yeah. nothing else to say. <laughs> it's 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 fucking it's amazing. It's so silly and so stupid, but it's so gory. The so the, the one liners are phenomenal. The voice actor of of the Gorman. well, Cycle Gorman, yeah, was was great. The practical effects. And his, his, his little guys that table it trying to yeah. no no I meant for myself oh his minions that try to yep I'm yep. not gonna say anything else but it's funny would you give oh, that one I want to keep saying stuff nine point five for sure nice yeah it's fucking awesome more on that later I'm sure yeah okay Boss Tuna's number two movie is the second actually it's the first most I don't even know how to how to word that properly. I said I had two movies I wanted to talk about. This movie is number one on that list that I really wanted someone to talk about. I had not heard of this movie discussed by any other podcaster. It's not on any other list again. And it's weird because I feel like either I missed something or everybody else missed something, or maybe there's just something that draws me to this movie but this one was was close to taking my number one spot for sure. I told everybody about it in a cryptic way or another. Tibu, I don't think you saw it, which is a shame. And I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say that uh, Rickles hasn't seen it either. But this movie, there's a scene in this movie that is so visceral. It is so, it's, it's almost too realistic. And it it's it, it it is so unforgiving. It's so dark. It's it's brutal. It's probably the most brutal movie out there. My number two movie coming in with a nine out of ten is Violation. Rickles, have you seen this? I haven't, but I tell you what, I'm out for uh, one of my picks for you. Just on a whim, I said maybe it's that one that he recommended so it was close it was close yeah this is this is a story about a sister and their significant others that go up to their cottage for a weekend and some some shit goes down there's some arguments there's some disagreements there's something that goes down and oof the, the 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 act okay double d you did see this one right yeah he saw this, he fell asleep, and he 
well, I fell asleep in the middle. Woke up at the end. Yeah, like, what the, the fuck middle was the on? middle was the most important part of this whole movie. It but was brutal part too. Brutal, absolutely brutal. But it, the, the the weird thing, I'll say this is a revenge film as well. But it's also a film of maybe we can go as far. I, I'm very I'm being very cryptic, but we can say mental illness. Um, Things aren't what they seem potentially, but there's a couple, I've seen this movie three times now, and I've got some theories that I really want to run across some people, but I've literally never heard anybody talk about it. And there's some very sensitive subject matter in this, and you'd have to be very careful as far as how you talk about it, at least on a podcast without offending people, but um, it's, it's, it's kind of a slow burn. And this is a weird movie because the the meat and potatoes of this movie take place in the middle so it peaks in the middle and then it kind of comes back down and it's weird because the end of the movie kind of it's different in other movies in that it doesn't end on the climax it ends with kind of the aftermath and it leaves it a little bit open-ended that's interesting yeah it's it's very different but what really got me is is it's it's scored perfectly it's the setting is phenomenal the cinematography this is one of the movies on my list where i can say that you'll actually notice the cinematography and it was done it was spectacular the way it was done but violation uh that's my number two movie of the year that's coming in at a nine out of ten wow i'm gonna be looking at that i got i guess i got some uh some uh homework to do <laughs> it's, it's one that i that i meant to watch honestly yeah. along with benny loves you i know i told I, you like three times cool. to watch it yeah I, know. I i even i even uh i even put it on i mean i put it on the list and everything and i just yeah i don't know Same i here. started watching it and it, it's like this is bad acting like i thought <laughs> and then i fell asleep and saw the end i was like what the fuck is going on and then today i saw the middle part it's worth a watch. I'm gonna check it, it out. Actually, does turn out to be decent, <laughs> even though the Mine... what did you call them earlier? What pygmy people or something? Pygmy? No, I'm just fucking with you. I think they're from New <laughs> Zealand or something. I don't know where they're. No, from. the the sisters are British. Yeah, same difference. The pygmy people. <laughs> I was really confused at first. What? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> British people pygmies. are all pygmies, boy. <laughs> Those British pygmies. Tea Speaking drinkers. British pygmies and tea drinkers. The My British number two pygmies. has been mentioned before, and this was a movie that everyone talked about, so I finally had to see it. And um, this film involves a documentary crew following a character named Nim, a shaman in Mink. the Isan region of... No, Nim. Nim's the shaman. Oh, yeah, the shaman. Yeah, yeah, sorry. A shaman in the Isan region of Thailand, and it follows her story and the inheritance of a spirit known as Bayan. During filming, Nim's niece, Mink, is seemingly possessed by this spirit, signaling her as the next shaman. And where this movie goes, holy shit. Okay, so like like, like Rickles mentioned before, taking of Deborah Logan, that, that mockumentary style, this is not found footage. There's a difference. Found footage is meant to be like after the aftermath, we found shit people left behind. Right. This movie is meant to be like it was produced, it was done, it had a full right. story. And again, where it goes, this is folk horror, this is possession, this is family drama. 
it's all sorts of shit blended into crazy. It's a crazy story. It's it's amazing to follow because the character development takes forever in a great way. This is slow burn, slow burn as fuck, but my god, the payoff is next level like okay i'm, I'm, I'm talking in mink the medium mink okay so <laughs> how do you know it's not found footage though because because how it's produced like the final product looks well they like, found the they found the footage and then they produced it bro you know what no, i'm saying no is it's like the way it ends though is yeah it seems like every found footage out there the way it ends seems like someone who produced it well, okay. The Blair Witch, the Blair guess, Witch was found footage. Well, there's, I guess, there's two things I was going to say with this. Is I, I think that found that, that, footage that's that's raw and unedited. This is yes. very much edited, so it's produced. Well, okay. Well, there's two things I guess I was going to bring up, and and I mean we're splitting hairs at this point, but I don't think, I think so. Well, I think found footage. If you want to get technical, I think a lot of people will just put a movie like this just bunched into found footage but also we don't know that that we don't know that Blair Witch wasn't edited Uh, I mean we don't know that just like this movie we don't know that no no but no not now we're splitting hairs no I'm saying Blair Witch is raw from start to finish so is like Cloverfield this is a different style this is a mockumentary it's not a found footage movie Right, they, found, they found that footage and they edited it. But ball. but it could have been. I mean, this this was so many different parts and camera crews that I get I get I get, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying the style is not the same. I, again, right. I think we're like now we're we're really splitting. The style heads, is different. Yeah, it's a different no, style. I, I saying, yeah, but they did yeah, find yeah. footage, right? At no. the very end. No, I've never seen it. I was just no, they 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 pulled up footage at the end to tie in the story together. Uh, and make the, the the crisis all that much more real, which I love this movie for the bleak, the bleakness. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. No, so I, the medium ten out of ten. Um, that's my number. Freak. Rickles, what's your number two, bud? After viewing a strangely familiar video, nasty, Enid, a film censor, sets out to solve the past mystery of her sister's disappearance. Yeah, I think this is censor. Yes, sir. Directed by Prano Bailey Bond. This movie, this film, blew my dick off. Clean off. And then I duct taped it back on and it blew itself off again. The visuals of this movie. The opening. The opening was so much fun. This is a cool little mystery. The, the storytelling is really good. Um, I I really like the main character. I like the the visuals. I like the setting, the the time setting, basically during the uh, video nasty era. Towards the end, I did kind of see where it was going, but not to the extent that it went there, because it really went there, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> It did third, one of my third act was a uh, was was quite the ride, and and it did one of my favorite things ever when it switches to film. Uh, I don't know what millimeter film that is, 
at the end there. Oh, that's right. This whole movie was going back and forth as far as with the aspect ratio. Yeah, it was really rad. You, you know um, what it reminded me of is that movie last year. I can't remember what it was, but it was with the guy that it was in the 90s. The guy lived with his mom. Um, she died or he killed her. She fell down the steps and he was renting like the dating videos from the store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, Tibu, I, I think you might have seen it. The, it was the loner the guy, blonde hair, had the glasses. He was renting the videos from the store. They were like dating videos, and then he'd record something and put it back. And what? No, I don't know what, what the random, fuck that is. What the heck was that one called? At first, I thought you you were talking about a uh, censor. I am. <laughs> I, I am talking about censor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up while yeah. uh, Double D goes, but. All right. So, 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 blew my fucking dick off. Like, I had so much fun watching this movie. I love where it started. I love where it went. There's a lot of insight into the writing of the, of the, of the main character. Things that I was picking up on, like, from the beginning that led me, because, Sorry, The uh, Rental is the movie. I the saw. Rental, okay. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, there was things that I, I picked up on from the beginning that basically led me to under, to figure out where, where the story was going, but ultimately I didn't realize how far it was going to go, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. So, 9.5. Nice. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not The Rental, it's Rent-A-Pal. Rent oh, a pal. Rent a pal. Jeez, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a dating video. It was a um no film. No, it was a video. It was like a <laughs> self help kind of video. It was uh you're cool. cool. You're good. You're a good guy. Hey, fuck all that. We're at our fucking number one. Number one. Double D, what do you got, bud? All right, my number one. Everybody ready. 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 Henry sets his heart on Romancy and Lucy, but she has short-term memory loss. She can't remember anything that happened the day before. So every morning... Is this 51st Dates? Yeah. Yep. Nice try. <laughs> I was fucking like, wait, what the fuck? You like the peanut butter cups? Uh, yes. You want for me to put peanut butter cups in your eggs? No, that's okay. <laughs> peanut butter cups. <laughs> Yeah. I, did, I I after he pulled that bullshit with fucking <laughs> god dang well, my number one's Halloween obviously yeah evil, evil dies tonight evil dies tonight evil dies tonight evil dies tonight I got nothing else I don't know <laughs> I mean that's all you the need to best. say really yeah. right. movie's the fucking best evil dies tonight tonight it dies I feel bitch. like I'm gonna die now. You're not, but evil will. But now it needs to die. It needs to die. Would you rate uh, Halloween Kills uh, 11? Fuck nice. yeah. Fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there's there's no sense in me beating around the bush and, and trying to be funny and cryptic. I, I think you guys know what my number one's going to be. Rickles. I think I, think I do. What I think got? I do too. I think it's gonna be Halloween Kills. Nope. No. I think I think it's the I think it's the medium. No. Oh shit. You remember the medium 
Do you remember that whole thing where I screwed up and forgot it? So it was 9.5 on it's my gotta list. It's got to be a zombie something. Oh, oh. Yeah. No, the medium, that's that's why I freaked out there earlier. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I, no, I, I, I forgot I, about it. Yeah. But, well, then it's, it's clearly a quiet place part two then. No, it's it's clearly Halloween Kills. Evil dies tonight. Evil, evil dies, dies tonight. tonight. Evil, evil dies tonight. tonight. Oh, evil fuck. dies tonight. There's, there's a couple things I want to say about this. And I've racked my brain. I shit you not. Trying to figure out how to talk about Halloween Kills on my list. Because part of me feels like I need to defend it. But on that same token, I'm like, well, f- fuck you. I don't should right. need to defend it not here not not here because every single one of us had it on the list here, here <laughs> yeah. it boils down to the the people in and again i don't want to offend anybody but i think the people that dislike this movie cannot separate the new franchise with the old yeah and you need to keep in mind that the new franchise and i'm talking halloween 2018 halloween kills is a direct sequel to Halloween 78. Every single movie after 78 doesn't matter. It's not related. So when you're trying to compare and contrast and whatnot, it doesn't fucking matter because Halloween 2018 is directly from Halloween 78. What I will say is that if you can get beyond that, and even if we're going to go one step further and say, if you can put this movie and judge it on its own merits, this movie is, is so much fun. This is this should be what every single horror fan is wanting and looking for, especially if you're a slasher fan. What I will go ahead and say outright is the best kills in the best scene and sequence of the entire year was him coming out of the house. Okay. I got fucking goosebumps when I watched that with him. That, that was done so well. Every aspect of that from just the, the, the the feeling of i mean i was like sitting there in the theater like sweating because i'm like oh my god i'm hot it's it's you know <laughs> you made it feel like you're sweating you're in this house but it answered all the questions i remember folks i remember every one of you saying and hating on the first one because you're like well there's no way jason's gonna get out of that well guess what in the first 30 seconds of this movie it answers that because he was hiding behind one of the steel doors that Lori had in, in the basement there, but that scene with the firefighters alone, I was like, all right, this movie is already like a seven. There's no way it's that it was, it was so good. And the way it was shot and when he comes out and when the camera pans back to the firefighters and the best part is too, is, is my, the, the team I skate on the hockey team I skate on is all full of cops and firefighters and I got every one of them to watch this movie. And I was like, tell me that was not cool as fuck. And they're like, yeah, that was, that was pretty badass. But you know, <laughs> like, oh, well, that would never happen in real life. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's fucking Michael Myers. What do you expect? Anyways, right. <laughs> when the camera pans back and you see the firefighters and they're like, oh, fuck. And they're all like gripping their axes and starting that chain. Oh, dude, goosebumps. The light bulb kill fucking goosebumps. Oh, this is a nine and a half out of <laughs> ten. The only reason this is not a ten is because I had a problem with the fucking hospital scene and with the the little hermit like penguin looking Batman uh-huh. guy. Oh, uh, wasn't bad, but it could have been done so much better. 
That's yeah. all I'm going to say. There, it wasn't there, bad. There's, there's dumb character choices throughout this movie, but again, it's a slasher film. It is. It is. I just felt that they, they focused too much on the, the hospital part and hospital scene, but I've, I, I watched this movie like four fucking times. It's awesome. The <clears> hills <throat> are so good. Michael Myers is so good. I loved oh, every yeah. aspect of it. The Dr. Loomis in it was phenomenal. I loved the ending, the, the scene where they draw him out. You know, people are saying that's unrealistic. I'm like, have you ever seen a fucking Friday or Michael Myers Halloween movie? Like, come on. Right. <laughs> like Halloween 2 in the hospital. Right. Well, technically, we're not supposed to compare and contrast those. I but know. Still, but, fucking, but still, yeah. yeah, come on. No. Nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> Halloween kills. It's it's. I love it so much. It's barely, barely, barely one step down from the first one, and it's just because that hospital scene. Every time I get to that, it's like, okay, I'm ready to right. move on. Well, I gotta go, guys. I love you guys. Oh shit! Oh, Double D. Double D. All right, T What do you got? I am pumped to hear your number one movie of 2021. So my number one film of 2021 involves a pair of supernatural pants. Um, no. No. Fucking. No. I, I will no. turn my computer off right now. <laughs> Don't. My number one takes place deep in the Malaysian jungle in some part of the past where a young mother named Mok and her two children, Along and Enga, take in a young girl they find in the wilderness that's caked in clay. And this young girl has a horrifying prediction for them by the next full moon. Directed by Emir Iswan, my number one film for 2021 is Roe. Oh my god, I haven't seen it. This is like the third one down from what I wanted to watch. Mother fucker. This movie movie is ill-omened. It's full of Islamic folklore, folk horror, Malaysian black magic, in my opinion it's the new witch it's the witch it's hereditary it's it's low budget are you are you comparing these or just saying it's yes no i'm saying this is like on the level of the witch and hereditary this is that good that well thought out that that deep entrenched in the folklore and mythology i can't go into it without revealing more about the story but Again, Islamic folklore and Malaysian black magic play heavily into this and the the traditions in that country. But also there's one scene. There that well, there's there's several memorable scenes in this movie, but there's one scene in particular that just builds up the tension and the payoff literally had me gasping and I freaked the fuck out. For like a Never movie. in a million years would I have guessed this was your number one. This movie is fucking amazing. And the, the, the nature of magic in this movie, again, I know we, we take this to joking levels on the nightclub, but the nature of magic in this movie is cosmic because the magic is the unknown. The dark secrets, the dark practices, invoking the ether, the power of <laughs> nature, and all the visceral means that come with that. I don't know, man. Like this year... My top three and some of the other films in, in my top 15, Black Magic Folk Horror in Rustic, like, Foreign Countries is my new favorite subgenre. Like, yeah. the, med- the Medium, Queen of Black Magic, Roe, uh, The Old Ways. 
I think I had another one in there that I can't remember at the moment, but all of these movies that have these these folk horror elements, these these slightly cosmic horror, that's what makes me think of like Evil Dead. Again, I go back to that every time. That's true cosmic horror because they find the unspeakable thing. And there's no unspeakable thing in this movie that they find, but what plays out, uh, and again, something I love is it's it's like a fairy tale that's what i loved about hunter hunter and this movie is like a dark brutal beautiful cosmic fairy tale filled with black magic and fucking crazy shit like i i i I really enjoyed it i i do think it's on the same level as the witch and hereditary this movie is unknown it's basically unknown no one has talked about it and i found it i found it around halloween it was right after Halloween that I saw this. It's on Shutter, right? It's on Shutter now, but it came out on Netflix originally. I don't know why it's not oh, on it's there not, anymore, okay. but okay. no, no, it's it's not there anymore. But oh, it came okay. out around Halloween, and I stumbled across it, and I was just like, "What in the fuck is this?" And you know, this might not hit everyone the same way it does me, but I'm giving this a ten out of ten. Low budget. Malaysian horror, folk horror film full of black magic, cosmic elements, some cool body horror. There's some fu- <laughs> some fucked up shit in this if you can't deal with people of a certain age. <laughs> this movie is fucking amazing. God damn it. Roe is my number one for 2021. Roe, 10 out of 10. Damn. I guess I gotta watch that too. Yep. Yep, can I so, get? Can I? Can I guess your number one? I won't say it out loud. I already but know, I know what it is. is. You already, all know, already it wrote is. it down. Y'all already know what it is, Bob. Psycho Gorman. Yeah. There's a new god in town, and his name is Psycho Gorman. Oh, Stansky, uh, knocked it out of the park. This guy is on fucking fire because the void. Fucking ten yeah. out of ten. Ten out of ten. Psycho yeah. Gorman. Fucking ten out of ten. This guy's on fire, so yeah, uh, I definitely can't wait to see what he does next because Psycho Gorman is basically like Power Rangers and Guar mixed <laughs> together, and I'm like, oh, okay, you you got me, yeah, you win, I'm yours. So that was all. My butthole is yours, right? That's that's what I wanted to save for when I brought it up because I knew it was going to come up because I knew it was going to be Ricky's number fucking one. Yeah, the Power Rangers element, like that aesthetic alone, alone drew me in because I would come home from school every fucking day as a child and just gear up for what Fox Kids had to offer. And it was Power Rangers, Beetleborgs, like that was the best. And that all comes from fucking Japan originally. So thank you, Japan. So in a way, this movie is like foreign as fuck because it's Canadian and it's based in Japanese shit. (laughs) True. It's, and it's cosmic and it's cosmic as the fuck. Oh. Tibu, did you have this down as his number one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. hundred percent. I've got yeah. the screenshot, by the I'm way. I'm an open book. So we're tied. You and I are tied then. Yeah, yep. I, I I did not have have you picked for a row, so yeah, I lose. I, I knew <laughs> I knew going into this and, and tonight, by the way, I've been wearing my psycho gorman shirt. Oh, I saw it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you motherfuckers thought that that was it. And I thought it was for the longest time until one day Ricky recommended Queen of Black Magic and I watched it. 
then after the medium came out i saw enough people talk about it that i saw it and i was like oh my god Me? the set piece the set piece of that apartment building yeah amazing epic epic then i saw row around halloween and i rewatched it and i was just like this is my jam that's my jam but ricky's jam definitely psycho gorman definitely mine even though it came in lower than the other three, I honestly could put this at number one. I don't, I, I have no, almost interchangeable. I, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, dude, but yeah, this movie is fucking made for horror fans. This is Psycho Gorman's the best. And it's the, the actress, best. the little kid who plays Mimi, like, like she's kind of like one dimensional, I guess. Like a lot of people talk shit about it. Like a lot of people can't stand the kids in this movie, but I, She's pretty impressive, man, considering this is her first venture into acting as a child. Like, it's pretty rad. I think she's fucking amazing. I think they're all yeah. amazing. The dad, the dad's so fucking awesome. Yeah, he's great. And he doesn't he doesn't get enough recognition for his microwave meals. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up off the charts. I'm gonna end up getting a, a bleeding television set tattoo one day one day it's gonna happen that was oh, that was uh, one of my honorable mentions for sure i, I might have mentioned that before but no g- great great pick great pick psycho Gorman, what was your rating on that rickles oh it's a it's a 10 out of 10 bud yeah 10 bud. fucking 10. yes okay bring off it's a 10 bring off <laughs> <laughs> let's move into our bottom three rated movies not films, movies. Yeah. I'm going to make mine real quick here. My first one is Shook. This one's on Shudder. I gave it a 3 out of 10. It's it's, it's it's bad. I saw it early on, but I remember it being like a home invasion movie, and it was really terrible. Uh, number two was Deadlocked. Again, I swim through the shit for you guys to find good zombie movies. This was not one of them. I gave that one a three. And my number one lowest rated film of the year was The Last In. And we had just talked about that, didn't we, T-Bone? Oh, wow. Which is, which is funny because I don't yeah. think that episode will be out before this one. But <laughs> My lowest three ratings, um, they're all three out of tens. Uh, Woe is, is number three. I, I really gave that a three as well, too. I gave I that a three. I went into that movie really enjoying it. And then, and then it just didn't yep. go anywhere. So that's on its own shutter. I'm not going to say it's not worth a watch. I think some people might like it more than me, but I don't know. you and I both gave it a three. That's not good. I would, I would still say some people should check it out. I don't know. They might get it. You know, like the strings for me is on my list. I don't think everyone's going to fucking like that movie and, and people don't. So, uh, can, can, can Disha, this movie, yeah. I don't even fucking remember. So, I remember watching go. the trailer for that and being like, "Nah." I think it's on Shutter, maybe Netflix. I don't it's know. It's on Shutter. And and my my least favorite, lowest rated movie of the year is The Power. That movie oh, was really? blo- that movie was blown up beyond wow. proportion. You want to talk about a movie where people suck its <laughs> dick, and then you watch it. And I didn't hear a lot so- of people do that though. Well, I did, and it's it's on people's list, and I'm like, this movie fucking sucked. You get a three, you said? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I, I was bored. 
don't remember nothing. I think it gave it six. It went in one eye and out the other. <laughs> I thought it had some really good atmosphere, some good some good tension building. Maybe, but but I missed it. All right, all right, Rickles. What about you? So, um, I've got lucky. That was on a uh, shutter, I believe. Yep. I gave it a four. Boy, that was a snooze fest. I fell asleep and uh, I didn't care enough to like. I was like, "This is good. I'm glad I'm going to sleep." <laughs> um, separation. I started that. Uh, I didn't finish it, so uh, I, I went ahead and gave it a two for effort. <laughs> um, and uh, this is going to be controversial, but, oh. well, maybe not controversial, but this movie should have been amazing. Oh, shit. Because it's, first of all, it's Scandinavian cosmic cult folk horror with Barbara Crampton f- in it. <laughs> oh yeah and my rating for this movie is meh so there you go what's that meh like i like i'm like that oh, was... what's the movie oh sacrifice oh <laughs> yeah i'm like meh i was so unimpressed in any like i would have rathered it been like so bad that i could enjoy it because of how bad it is it was just very much uh like a uh, darkness falls basically like just oh no just a no. damn boring movie darkness falls is another level of bad because it's so mediocre it's shit it, it, that's just how i felt i was like eh, i don't know see it but i won't. I couldn't even rate it i just walked away saying meh maybe it was just all the disappointment i couldn't bring myself yeah. to do it speaking so. of disappointments Paul yeah, Tuna, what's your what's your biggest disappointment of the yeah. fucking year man so I got three. So biggest disappointments. This isn't necessarily our our next lowest rated. These are movies that we either were expecting more from, or we had higher hopes from, or we were just let down. Maybe they honey dicked us in the first act or two. Number three for me was Candyman. So I will say preface this by saying I gave it a six and a half, which is not a bad rating, but I expected more. Jordan Peele's name behind it. I was expecting more. I thought the kills were fucking awful. A lot of them were off camera. It did have some creepy factors. It did have some really good acting. I enjoyed uh, the main actors. It also had um, Coleman Domingo, which I recognize from uh, The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Mm -hmm. Dead. But I I was just, and I saw this in the theater too. and, And I've said this before, but I feel like whenever you watch a movie in a theater, you're always going to be a point or two higher than what you normally would. Just like a live band. I mean, you see a band live, you're always going to be a point or two higher than listening to their music on, on a CD or whatever. But I gave that a six and a half. So I think if I rewatch that on my TV, it'd be even lower. But anyways, say mod is my number two biggest disappointment because Part of it was I watched this movie like right away when it came out and I was at a 5.75, close to a people, six. People blew that movie too. Mm-hmm. It's, not that, it's not that good. They blew the fuck yeah, out yeah. of it. It's not that good. No, I, the, the best part was the ending, but yeah. for me, it wasn't strong enough to, again, it was a slow burn and the ending just didn't pay off. So. Nope. My number one is pretty easy because one of my all-time favorite directors is George Romero. And when I heard, <gasps> no. that, yeah, when I heard that the amusement park was coming out, I had really high hopes. I give this a four like out of it. ten. I give oh, it a four. four. Out of 10. 
A four. Holy I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I didn't like it. I, I did not like oh, it. It was below man. average. It was not good. I, I don't think it's amazing, but four. Okay. No, I, I was – no, I, I it's not good. I didn't like it at all. I'd never recommend it to anybody. I, I – Disappointed. George Romero, I, I was super excited, you know, posthumously having a movie come out. I was pumped, but this was for me, it was a stain on on his 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 work. So that's why I'm at. Well, Damn, my biggest bro. disappointment of the year comes from Mr. Watson. He had this on his list on Exploding Heads, and I had it on my watch list on Shutter. So when he said it, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna go watch this movie. Three watches later. And I don't mean three watches like restarting. I mean three watches like I paused it, kept going, <laughs> paused it again, kept going. The imagery at the beginning and the end are sort of in the middle towards the end. I love, but everything else is a slog. And I think it's if I think it, a lot of it comes from maybe the inexperience of the director, not knowing how to put together a cohesive, well-paced story. I don't know. But it felt very disjointed, very hard to follow, uninteresting, even though it should have been. That's Seder. I mm-hmm. give it a 5 out of 10 for effort and for imagery. But everything else, ugh, this movie, I just had a, such a hard time getting through. And that, Slog, Marvin. Yeah, I was, I was holiday slobbing <laughs> right there, bro. Because <laughs> this movie, I wanted to love. Yeah. Wanted to love it could not fucking stand it but i don't think people shouldn't you know don't shy away from it it's got great imagery maybe it's just me but yeah big disappointment with Seder. fucking schlog not malaysian black horror folk magic shit i'll tell you what (laughs) ricky what's your biggest disappointment of the fucking year man well um, so I basically got two. One of them I talked about, which was sacrifice that I couldn't even bring myself to rate because <laughs> that shit, because in theory, that should have been a fucking 10. And instead it was meh. But on the other hand, there was a, a pretty rad movie that also should have been a 10. And it's not a terrible movie, but um, it's got a certain uh, eccentric Nicolas Cage in a post-apocalyptic setting that's yeah. supposed to have it, it should be amazing yeah but it's not it's just pretty good so prisoners of the ghost land prisoners of the ghost land i'll say that i thoroughly enjoyed um god damn phil mosley phil mosley <laughs> i'll say <laughs> that i thoroughly enjoyed bill mosley's uh character for what little bit that it actually mattered See, I thought I thought his character was gonna build up after the initial yeah. opening, and it never quite does. never but, really but I, did. But, but I do like where it goes at the end, though, with yeah. his character. I, I do. do, I I I do too, because it becomes more comical somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 movie's not. It's not awful it's, at all. It's no, not but, bad. But, it's but not bad it's at all. It, it it is disappointing though. It's got a very um. Uh, hell comes to Frogtown setup. Yeah, let's round this all out with some some something of a, a a happier note. What are some honorable mentions that you guys would throw out there from from your list? Like it, it ain't got to be your your top five right after your top fifteen, but just movies that you would want to highlight 
from 2021 that's like, oh shit, everyone check this out. I- I'm not gonna lie, only one of the movies mentioned tonight is on in my honorable mentions. So I've got I've got five. But uh, Boss Tuna, you want to kick us off? I got five quick ones for you, real quick here, and these pretty much are my we'll just say my 15 to 20. So I would say at 16 would be black Friday. This is Bruce Campbell. This one's really fun. Actually. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's silly over the top. It's an alien invasion type infection, kind of night of the comet kind of crap. Hmm. Very, (laughs) very fun, very fast paced, if you will. It's got Michael J. White in it as well, too, which I almost didn't recognize at first. Uh, Creature effects, awesome. They're pretty much zombies in it. Check it out. Number four is Things Heard and Seen. Now, this was very close. I don't know why I have this one at four, because this was really close to pushing Cherry Picker off. But this one's got Amanda Seyfried in it, and it's a very, very brutal movie. You meet your cast of characters and you feel like you've got an idea of who these people are. And then about 30, 40 minutes in, you realize that you were wrong. And it's got some very intense scenes. It's, it's got a mystery aspect to it. There's some red herrings. Very, very well done movie. And when you finally figure out what's going on and what happened, this is another gut punch movie kicking the balls so check that out things heard and seen that's a seven and a half my next one that i wanted to talk about is Seder. now tibu came in at a five and i want to say that i gave this one a five and a half so we were very very close on our rating the reason i wanted to point this out was tibu and i were talking and i said there's a couple movies i want to shout out that i necessarily didn't like that i thought other people would like and i actually thought tibu would like this one After I watched the movie, I did a little bit more research on it. And what really drew me in was the fact that the, this is another movie. Again, we talked about another circumstance earlier, but the main actor in this movie did everything like not just the acting directing. I mean, he did the score. It took him like a year and a half just to score this. He did 100% everything by himself this was based off of a true story, which I really appreciated after. Unfortunately, finding these facts out afterwards didn't really make the movie better. But what I can say as far as the pros with this movie, it w- was extremely atmospheric. I mean, the, the the cabin in this, he built the cabin by himself with his hands. I mean, it's super impressive, Jeez. but very, very atmospheric. The setting the creature design, the costume design, everything was was phenomenal. But this movie was the epitome of a slow burn. And it didn't really have the payoff that I was looking for. But Seder, I, I definitely would, would recommend that one. And the last one I want to talk about is called Rose. I gave this a seven and a half. This is another movie that I, I don't want to give... I guess the main, let's just say that there is a husband and a wife that live in a secluded cabin and they're living a life. The husband's doing super minimal hunting, trapping, gathering kind of stuff. 
and they have an agreement with someone from town to bring them supplies and something happens with the agreement and shit goes downhill. But that one I thought was really, really, really well done. Very close to getting on my list as well, too. So that was Rose, seven and a half out of ten. Well, I'm going to say Lamb was mentioned. I I give that an eight and a half out of ten. Um, it could have been on the list. Didn't quite get there, but I love that movie. It, it, it's 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 worth a watch for sure. Yep. Yep. I also want to mention um, eight out of ten, Skull the Mask. I saw Thank this you. movie from Shudder. It has some of the best cosmic horror imagery in it I've ever seen yes. that matches what is in my imagination when I think of cosmic horror to an extent. Also, rad fucking slasher movie with brutal with, fucking kills. And, and pro some, wrestling moves. Oh, bro. The <laughs> pro the wrestling moves best. out of control. <laughs> and beautiful imagery in, in a fight scene between the villain and the priest. Um, yeah. That scene is amazing. Also, The Eighth Night, six and a half out of ten. Saw this towards the beginning of the year. I think it's on Netflix. uh, This is another movie that it's foreign, kind of like Skull the Mask is, and ties in foreign cultures, uh, mythology, and folklore. Been big, big on that this year. The Eighth Night, check that out. Um, Gaia, six and a half out of ten. This movie is like half too. This movie's like in the earth, but I gave um, in the earth the four and a half, by the way, just for context for you guys. Well, and I, I think I think this is like the it's almost the same story to a degree. Close, very close, yeah. There are these these park rangers that go out and try to find yeah, so I won't go into it too much, but there there's great imagery in it. I just don't think it was as good as in the earth, but I think it's still worth a watch very much so. And lastly, I'm going to mention this. This is an 8 out of 10. And it's from my boy, M. Night Shyamalan. It's called mm-hmm. Old. I really enjoyed this movie from start to finish. I don't give a fuck what people say. And that's my honorable mentions for 2021. Mine are not necessarily my 16 through 20. I'll start with the highest rated one, which is uh, uh, the Woodlands Folklore documentary on, oh, on Shudder. Well, if because we can that is a ten that out of ten, shit, yeah, that that that's. Hey, I'm hey, sorry. hey, 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 hey! You had your turn. Well, you I didn't your, think you had we your could turn, do this. So, oh yeah. So is oh, yeah. Midnight Mass in there too, then? Yeah, yeah, it is. God yeah, it damn is. it! You had your turn. So oh. no, uh, no, but the rest of this, the things that I'm about to mention have already been mentioned. Skull the mask. You said everything that needs to be said about it. I give it a seven. Uh, caveat: Boss Tuna mentioned it. I give it a seven. Uh, Super deep. Almost made the list. 7.5. And one that hasn't been mentioned, because y'all know I love dumb shit, Bad Candy. It's a not not good, but pretty awesome uh, (laughs) anthology. (laughs) If you want to watch a stupid fun... (laughs) <laughs> anthology with some pretty rad effects and some bad rad acting uh you should check out bad <laughs> bad, bad rad strong yeah, it's, mad it's bad rad and strong bad nice. Bruh, but no but i i i have to reiterate you're a hundred percent right though that woodlands dark documentary on shutter yeah. that is a 10 out of fucking 10 hell yeah you're right. it is 
Fuck yeah, man. I, and I want to throw it out there because I did see some, some good documentaries um, on Netflix. The Night Stalker, that's a great documentary yeah. series. And um, the Elisa Lam one. Fuck, I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, something about the Cecil Hotel. But Cecil Hotel plays in both those documentaries because Richard Ramirez used to stay there. That's and awesome. People, oh, people were fucking shit up in the Cecil Hotel, bro. Should also check out Hail the Deadites. Oh yes, yeah. On Shutter, fuck yeah, Evil Dead fans, night because it's all about y'all in that documentary. That shit is fucking the best. We've all touched on our favorite movies from this year, guys. Our favorite disappointment, or no, well, <laughs> our favorite disappointments. No, that's yeah. a good way to put it, actually. Pretty much, yeah. It, favorite disappointments um yeah testicle i think i think i think by this point we we've we've figured out how to fix the snow cat we're gonna get the fuck out of here because uh the the overlook hotel is overrun with fucking ghosts there's some dude over there in that room in a in a fucking dog suit blowing a guy goddamn axe yeah yeah there's jack nicholson with an axe oh shit (laughs) we gotta get the fuck out of here man stanley boy I just, I just go straight. I just go straight to South Park. <laughs> oh no! I love, I love this so fucking much, and it was as good for me as I hope it was for y'all. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight, bud. Evil dies tonight!